And good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. We'll get the scenarios up here momentarily. Drew Forrester is scheduled to be here. Where is he? That's a good question. Well, that's kind of your area. You are the I, producer I, yeah. of I, the show. I do know. You do know? I do. What? What do you know? I know that is. I, okay, I well, know. then what's the answer? Uh, the answer is I'll find out. Okay. We got to do a little better than that, man. <laughs> we got to. That's the answer you kind of have to have. Drew Forrester may be here. We'll find out. I mean, it won't be the end of the world if he doesn't. I promise you that. And we will figure out a way to get by. Uh, Mark Feinsand from MLB.com is going to check in a little bit later on. He had just written this big profile about uh, Grayson Rodriguez. So I am admittedly interested to see how perhaps that ends up being impacted. Also, where are the logs? Uh, they're on the. Okay. 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 So there's that. Mark Feinsand will join us to discuss Grayson Rodriguez, who, of course, will not be with the Orioles to start this season. Um, saw some interesting stuff in, as I was diving more into it yesterday, like Eno Saris mentioning, you know, whatever the Orioles want to say about his results, his stuff, based on Stuff Plus, was inarguable during the spring. So, essentially suggesting that the results were bad luck more than they were anything actually to do with what Grayson Rodriguez was doing. Now, I'm sure some of you old school baseball purists would say, well, that's not how this works. You don't get to say the results don't matter. The results matter. I I thought that, you know, Mike Elias and what the Orioles were doing was supposed to be more about, you know, reading into these numbers and things like I, I I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. Uh, we did try to reach out to Enosaurus. We haven't heard back from him yet. But I, I admit this is not my area. Like, I don't know the definition of Stuff Plus and how to use it to define whether or not someone is actually making the pitches they need to make and just getting bad results anyway versus in certain scenarios, did they not make – if the problem with Grayson Rodriguez is he wasn't getting out of the fourth inning – then was he not making the pitches that he needed to make? Was he making great pitches for three innings, and then in the spot where he needed to make better pitches, he wasn't making those pitches? I don't know. I, I, we, I, we didn't get into Grayson Rodriguez much yesterday because, you know, Lamar Jackson rules our world. But I, I am very torn about this. Like, admittedly, I'm extraordinarily torn about the Grayson Rodriguez thing. Because I do think it matters. And I know Michael Elias was very defensive when he was asked about it. Like, almost alarmingly so. I do think it matters that, as he pointed out, it's not like Grayson Rodriguez is going down in order for someone who is unqualified to be in the rotation. It does matter that there are five qualified starters that are going to pitch for the Orioles to start the season. That does matter. But for, you know, as I know John Mioli wrote about in the Baltimore Banner, to get me to just ignore the other side of it, to ignore the Orioles' history with service time, to ignore all of those things, I can't do that either. So they built, they did that to themselves. They created that problem for themselves. We'll talk to Mark Feinstein about Grace Rodriguez. Maybe we'll reach out to Mioli this morning as well and see if he wants to talk about it. I'm not, I don't know where we are with other things, but maybe we'll do that too. 
We need to get to a Lamar Meter update. Lamar Meter brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I am headed over there today. I am looking forward to it. There will be smoky thigh wings in my future. Or you know what I really love is actually the uh, cauliflower wings at Glory Days Grill. Ooh. They're massive. I don't know what it is. Like if somebody would somebody hears that and says, "Really, you're gonna get giant pieces of cauliflower?" Yes, I appreciate that about Glory Days Grill. I can't wait to be there. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Yesterday, we allowed our friend Josh Charles to set the Lamar meter. Mother. I almost said what you said. He moved it up all the way back to 68%. Phew. Quite bullish. From 39% on our emergency meter reading on Tuesday after Lamar's tweets came out to all the way up to 68%. I feel like a course correction maybe is required here, but let's talk, right? Last 24 hours, Lamar goes to Twitter feels the need to address unprompted his decision or his, I don't know if you want to call it a decision, his not playing to end this season. Then he follows that up by addressing a number of questions or comments from Ravens fans. But this started with an unprompted tweet. I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money, which I could have gotten hurt at any time within that time frame, when we know the Super Bowl's been on my mind since April 2018? Let's get real. I'd rather have a 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation Now that's selfish to me. This has been something that we have been talking about for some time. Could Lamar Jackson have played at the end of the season? As I said a bunch of times, I thought it was extraordinarily extraordinary for you to believe that the answer was that suddenly a guy that I think should have held out to start last season decided that all of a sudden he was going to hold out. I think that's extraordinary. Is there some world where if he had a long-term contract, he would have pushed himself? He says, I would have stunk. What's the truth? I don't know. Drew doesn't know. Who are you talking about? Bryce Harper? Yes, Bryce Harper. Should have held out. None of us know. None of us know what the actual... All right, all right. Got to open that window. Okay, we we can do that. That's fine. What's what is going to affect you? Yeah, I told you this last week. Your performance? You, you weren't here last week. You haven't showed up well, to work we- in a long two time. Two weeks. I'm pretty sure you. it's been like four weeks since we- I can't we- have that thing closed. What, I feel, <laughs> what is your I, deal? I don't know. I have some sort of a claustrophobic <laughs> condition. <laughs> what is going on with you? Well, you've you got other problems. Sorry, I'm late. There was this full oh, yeah? crowd scene at the food line. Oh, was there? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, sorry. You don't my, remember? Bad. my bad. My bad. Before my you were born. No, no, no. I, trust me. I know Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No, you don't, buddy. Leave him alone. He's, it's been a tough day so far. That's it. It's been, he texted me. He's like, you coming sluggish, in? I'm like, I'll be there. Sluggish start. I had to. But, uh, for, that is the job of the producer. When I said the beginning of the show, hey, where's Drew? <laughs> I get back. I'm starving. I, I had to go to Royal Farms. Know. I've been up since 530, so leave me alone. All right, chill. You got to. You're coming in here like a bat out of hell. You're coming in I, like, hang on, you're coming in like he used oh to. Oh, my God. All right? I do want to talk about the MMA fights I went to Saturday night. Okay, we can do that. Which, yeah. by the way, thanks for your reply to my text. What te- What are you talking about? It's not your text. I said, you want to go with me? Oh, if you did, I'm sorry. I feel. I do feel bad. You should have texted me, Drew. 
Well, I, I texted him because I had never been before, and I wanted. Oh, this was Shogun I, fights, right? Yes. Yeah, I do. I've been to Shogun fights. Shogun Dude, there was fights a guy a in the ring. Yeah. I, and on, we're setting the Lamar meter right now. Okay, there was a guy in the I, ring. If you had showed up on time, I would have let that you. Do you could have beat up. <laughs> really? I felt so bad for this <laughs> oh, guy when rough. he walked down the that's hall. Rough. I mean, that, down the thing, and he yeah. and he took his shirt off, and yeah. all of his handlers were there. I said to my buddy Dale, "I'm like, that guy is getting his ass kicked," <laughs> <laughs> and he lasted about a minute and a half. I have no idea what he was doing in there. I think his friends afterwards might have said to him, um, Yeah, right. Maybe this might not be the path for you. <laughs> <laughs> like like maybe, everybody else maybe, looked like a maybe fighter. We, maybe we go back to teaching e- social e- studies. Even or the whatever. guys that got beat up yeah. looked like fighters. Yeah. This guy, I think his buddies probably said to him when it was over. Right. Uh-huh. Just just maybe a- another path. Yeah. Just whatever it's gonna be. Another path. I mean he could you. beat you and I up, but yeah. he wasn't beating but he wasn't beating any of those guys yeah, up. Maybe not. The Lamar meter, you can put it at two. The two? That's what you want to put it at? Yeah, you can leave it at 80. I would, have let, I would have let you pick it, but you didn't show up You can leave time. it for me at 80. It's at 68 currently. Josh Charles set it to 68 yesterday, so um, I, I debated letting you do the. Do you, do you want to be the one to set the Lamar meter today? Do you want to set the number? Will you sure. take it? Will you take it seriously? Very seriously. All right, all right. We will allow that then. So let me go through this. Very seriously. That Lamar starts this thing last night by unprompted bringing up, for whatever reason, months later, these accusations that he was holding out on the team at the end of the season. Why he waited till now to tweet about that? And again unprompted on Twitter. Arthur Blank. You think that's what happened? You think sure. that, that Arthur because Blank. of Arthur Blank's comments. Yeah. That's what I would say. But Arthur Blank brought him being hurt, not him holding out. He didn't say that. But he but Lamar mentioned the thing, I wasn't hurt week one to week twelve. Right, correct. But he didn't bring he said very clearly, how come all of a sudden I sit out because of money? Like he's clearly addressing the suggestion that he held out on the team at the end of last season. Which for whatever Arthur Blank said, he gotcha. did not say, okay. I think Lamar sat on out on his team last year. I have to read for, Arthur Blank's comments again for in some, full. For some reason, he felt the need to address that part of it. Again, I don't know why he wouldn't have done that months ago. I feel bad I, for Lamar now. I don't know I'm why. the other way. I don't know why he wouldn't Poor have brought guy. that up in January, that idea. He then started getting responses from Ravens fans or – I mean, I used it. I was like, man, if we're going to do a question and answer session, I got some questions. I was like, I'm happy to jump in. Never got an answer to my question, but it's what it is. Um, We all of a sudden got a bunch of of Lamar Q&A session about various topics, one of which was Boats and Bows tweeting, Real talk, Lamar. How come you did not travel with the team for the playoff game? To which Lamar said, After I traveled to the Pittsburgh game, my PCL got inflated. I'm sure he means inflamed inflamed so a few of us discussed it and i got the okay to stay so i could try to recover faster now while john harbaugh didn't break that up during the season to be fair john was very defensive of lamar jackson not being there in pittsburgh in the postseason press conference what that means i don't know the ravens very clearly want lamar jackson back so it's not likely that they would trash lamar jackson either i would also suggest that the Ravens going this far to try to get Lamar Jackson back wouldn't hold up if they think that he... Why would you want a guy back that you think had quit on your football team? If you genuinely believe that this guy quit on your football team, why would you want him back as your quarterback? At any price. Because the price, even if it's not what Lamar wants, still ain't going to be cheap. Can I offer some semantics to that? You can try, yes. Okay. Um... 
I would say that there's a difference between, and I know I get what you're doing. There's a difference between quitting on your team and being being able to play, but deciding it might be a better idea to not to. I, I do think there's a difference I, there. I think that if you believe that someone could be helping the football team and isn't, that is a bridge that you can't go past. I, I would say if that's genuine what they, they believe, I think that their attempts to keep Lamar Jackson are shameful. Okay. If they genuinely believe that Lamar Jackson would have been able to play and seriously help, that would not have been limited, would not have been... Well, I think... I think everybody – I mean, I I would say that that's probably the key word if this was – it's not going to court, but, like, if this went to court, that might be one of the key words, limited. Would he have been 100% against the Bengals? I think the answer to that is probably no. He wouldn't have been, or – Yes, he wouldn't have been one of the two. He wouldn't have been one hundred percent. But we don't. No, no, it, it, by the way, the percent thing is always brutally. But I'm different. just saying like, nobody knows exactly limited, what the percent. Well, limited is less if, than one hundred percent. If 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 they right? believe that he would have played at a level high enough, boy, this is almost impossible to come up with a definition for. I, if you want to say, hey, there could be a semant- room for semantics between those two things, fine. I'm just I'll saying, I think you, the word I'll give quit. You that. I think the word quit would never enter into their v- vocabulary at all. I think quit is a really bad word, right? I, I, think I mean, it's, I think I think you, it's a word you can't in the, word, in, in, in the world of sports, it's one of the yes. worst words you can use for an athlete and or a team is to say they quit. But I think the totality but, the, the totality of not playing, not traveling, suggested to many people that Lamar had quit on the team. That if you look at all of these things. That he's not playing and won't even, that. Won't even travel about, with the team. But you're talking about who? The fans? Correct. Oh, well, the fans don't count. And I, 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 I don't, dis- cares about I don't that. disagree with yeah. that for what it's worth. I, mean, I don't I'm disagree with the that fans at don't all. Count as it but that's the... sort of my point. I don't believe that the Ravens believe that he quit on the team. I don't believe that. I, I don't either. Because if they did, they wouldn't be trying this hard to keep Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. I would agree with that. That's sort of the point that I'm making. Okay. If they actually believed that. he quit on the team. I don't think there's any question the Ravens want Lamar back. Well, there's they damn well better at this point right. they're they have nothing <laughs> and, and, and that i and i wrote this yesterday like this is probably the most bizarre part of this whole thing is both of these people are in dire need of one another at this point now that all the dust is settled because two months ago you might have said not you but anyone might have said well lamar's not in dire need of them Hell, there's eight teams that'll come chasing after Lamar, and they'll give the draft picks up, and they'll give three hundred million. Right. And blah 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 blah. Well, now no one wants him, and the the only team he's got left is the Ravens. Are the Ravens? The Ravens don't have another quarterback. You can talk all you want about Tyler Huntley. So they they're both in dire need of one another. Well, that's the and, and that's the shocking part of the whole let's, thing. Let's talk more about that in a second. Let me finish the Lamar sort of the, the Lamar way, nothing sessions. beats this Royal Farms coffee. I, we're not going to debate about I, that. I don't care where you get we're it. We're not going to debate about that. Um, a, a bunch of people tried coming at Lamar about him being selfish and wanting money, um, which. Tell me something every athlete doesn't know. Forgot, of course for, he's selfish by and the way, wants money. So are you. Right. <laughs> so are well, you. Come on. The nonsense of people being like, I thought all he cared about was winning. No. Do you care come about on. But do you walk into your company today and say, you know what? Pay me less. No, no, no. Pay, right. pay me less. Now, all I care about is being a good team player. I mean, for, not, well, for here, God's What sake. happens when you do these, 
when you have this is the worst thing in the world, by the way, this interaction with the and this is where I would say he's insane. Don't don't go on uh, the internet. D- strong disagree. Don't don't strong, don't go on the internet strong, and talk to the fans. Strong disagree. Well, you're, well, you're, it's all that's all we got. But I would rather him talk. I would rather him talk more formally. I would rather him hold a press conference. Right. I would rather him, you know, sit down with but, but a, a media person. I would rather all that. But if in, in lieu of that, if at least we get Lamar Jackson to talk about something, right, that's and, fair. And we can I have agree with that. that. I'll take it. Okay, but this is dumb. Doing up, yes, I I think he would be better suited sitting down with Josina Anderson or something like that, or you know, appearing on whatever it would be. It certainly wouldn't be the, the, the Ravens don't have a sports radio partner, so I don't know who it would be. Um, like I, I don't know who it could be in town. I don't think there. I, well, I guess there is one person who's that, Jerry. <laughs> there is that who it is. <laughs> He appears on the Adam Jones podcast. Starring, there is one guy starring will, Jerry Coleman. There, there is one guy who will ask all the hard questions. Who's that? Oh, you know who? Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Let him he, go over and talk to that guy. He would ask all the hard all questions. All the hard if he questions could, right. for sure. I mean, look, trust me. I'd rather if he wanted to appear on a GCR, he could do that. Maybe not Friday. If he wanted to appear on GCR, why not Friday? What are we? What are I'm we? out on Friday. Well, that'd be a good day. <laughs> yeah, I'll come in and do. I'll do the questions. <laughs> You'll do it. You'll handle it. Yo, what's day. up, dog? <laughs> yeah, right. you signing or what? <laughs> I mean, like, I think there are better ways to go about doing it, but I think he's better talking than not talking. I can't do it talking. Friday either. What do I'd you have, have going the on? Friday? Penguin Tour Championship. What is, I don't even. Oh, the, the, what is that? The Penguin Tour. Sure. It's a winter tour up in New York. <laughs> I know you love the Penguins. The, I knew the, the, deep down inside you've been a liar the tour, all these years. The tour championship. You've always. Oh, it's the Tour Championship on Friday. Do they have? Uh, can you hit the green at the seventeenth hole though? Or is oh, that's that, a that's players a par, championship? Yeah, that's damn, a par five. It's damn, easy. It. Go ahead. It. I tried anyway. All right, so that's the entire Lamar diatribe, which brings us to. By the way, the Masters is next week. Are you sure? And I do. They're, they're still doing that. I or? do anticipate some sort of. Um, Masters talk here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want, we can look into giving you your own hour, and I'll just <laughs> that'd be good. Maybe come in another time. You and Griffin can talk about the Masters. I don't that'd know what good. there is to say. Um, this goes back to something you tweeted the other day that I quote tweeted because okay, it, I it, got I got quote tweeted. It's, it's very similar to what you just brought up. Okay, I love it. The, I got quote for whatever reason, we've continued to try to pretend like this is all one sided. And in the process, we're ignoring that the Ravens are in absolute hell. What you just brought up is 100% true. They don't only just need each other this badly. They're in equal trouble on both sides. The Ravens can't sit back and just say, well, you know, Lamar's really screwing us. Like, this is all his fault. Because it doesn't change their reality. Because their reality is they've gone all in. There's no backup plan. There's no life preserver being thrown. They've made the decision that Lamar Jackson is their guy come hell or high water. To the point, they don't have a quarterback if Lamar Jackson's not playing. Right. I, I so still now, think the Ravens, I, I still believe, and I I guess the only thing I would say is, there's is there ever going to be a point? Now, I, let me... Let me say, because this is so, there are so many moving parts of this. The Ravens want him to be their quarterback. I, I don't think there is any question about that. They they just don't want to pay him what he wants to be paid. It's it, it, it's really well, that and, simple. And step beyond that, you say that they don't want to negotiate against themselves. But but just they, the entire the, the entire process because it, it, right. it's had six pieces to it. But since the beginning, 
Here is the summary of it. They don't agree on his value. But they just don't. But they've also left in, but if that is your value, we'll pay it anyway. If you go out and find out that's your value, we'll pay it. I don't know about that. But if somebody somebody called today and said we're going to give him $300 million, I think the Ravens would say you, you can have him. I, I really the, do. The idea of losing I, your I, franchise quarterback. Well, I'm two, telling you, I for, just think th- you can say that. I don't then think they, they're giving him. Then they should dollars. all be fired. Oh, okay, well like, that's. But that's the but reality. That's neither here nor there. The reality is, you can't have this end. If the Colts want to do that, let me, you, st- wait a second. If the Colts want to do that and give you the fourth overall pick, and you know you can draft a quarterback, fine. But if that's the Patriots doing that, and you have no quarterback moving forward, okay, so there is, you can't do this. Okay, so there's. But I'm. I'm just saying. That the summary of this entire thing, for all the hours you've spent on it and all the artwork you've done, they just don't agree on the value, the, his value. That's I, it, I, right? I think you're oversimplifying it because you're ignoring the 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 uh, the concept of the non-exclusive tag. The non-exclusive no, no tag is no one's made him an offer. Great, you you find out what your value is. He has. We'll match that. They've he's found left out. In, they've left room in there for this is how committed. But he's we are. found that but out. Wait a second. He's had three weeks. Their commitment to him isn't just we'll only pay you this number. Their commitment by what they have done, manipulating the cap and being objectively worse as a football team today. They just lost Calais Campbell on top of everything. They are an objectively worse football team because they have left room for the number maybe being more than what it is they want to pay Lamar Jackson. But these had but 21 days. I understand that, but it's the statement about how badly they want Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback. Okay. They have said, we're not negotiating against ourselves. That's Which what is, they're doing. Okay. Understandably, they've made this commitment to say, we're not going to negotiate against – there is no other offer on the table. Why would we up ours? Ours is the best offer. Right, sure. The leverage that Lamar Jackson has is you haven't been able to improve the football team. You needed a quarterback and a better football team. Right. You don't have a better so football team. Here's the one thing I want to say about the about all these events of the last week. I, all I wonder now, because every, every day or two days or three days it goes by, so, something new happens. Is there ever going to be a point where Steve says, let's cut him loose. Let's, let's just go make the best deal we can make. Let's get him to sign the tender, and let's cut him loose. And is there a defining moment for that? And was his um, Monday move, if you want to call it that, was that potentially the final straw? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I, well, were let's, were let's, they miffed let's, enough at that yeah, I, I, to say... I think you're drastically overblown. I, 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 I read, I read, read what I, you wrote. I don't, say that, I don't, I don't know, know that. I don't think John Harbaugh gives a rat's ass about a breakfast press conference at an owner's meetings. I don't, I don't either, but I All I he was going to be doing is ask, answering Lamar Jackson questions. But I do think at some point, you you at some point, whether or not it's Steve or Eric, but, but probably more Steve, because Steve's the one who has to pay it. At some point, I, I, I wonder. I'm not saying I know this because I don't know this. I just wonder, is there some point where Steve says, all right, that's enough. I'm not having him embarrass us like this and play with us like this. Just Let's just go I, I, find the best what, deal we can find, which I don't it, even know what that is. What, I, I, this is a genuine question. What do you think was embarrassing about that? Because it usurped John's moment but to he speak. Doesn't, he doesn't want that moment. John Howard He's, Harbaugh has he, no interest It doesn't matter. He's there. He's at 10.30, he's speaking, right. and at 10.25, this this 
social media message is published. It could have been published four days. It was clearly an intent to strike. But, but it didn't change. John Harbaugh was going to spend 20 minutes a- that. answering Lamar Jackson But it Jackson was clearly questions. an intent to disrupt. I, I guess. But no, it, you know it was. No, I don't know that it of was. Of course you do. I, I, Drew, I would say anybody who's actually dealt with Lamar Jackson's people would understand that if you think there's any amount of plotting involved, you're giving them more credit uh, than they deserve Then you should point. just take the offered plea on this one, Lamar. Mm-hmm. You you know you did this on purpose. I, I I know that you want it to be that. I'm telling you. I don't you, care. I'm just single, saying. Every it, single it, one of us that has dealt with that camp would push back and say, "Dude, you're giving them way more credit." Than I, I think anything you're very naive. This point. No, no, no. I'm you're considering very it. naive. I, no, I from the outside. If you've not dealt with them, I think that's absolutely the way that it would look. If you have dealt with this <laughs> camp. You would know that there, there has is, been nothing plotting at all. There is that you no are suggesting possible. that the same group that allowed for the entire gym guy to be calling around to football By the way, teams. How much is that to, thing? I don't know. We'll look into I, I, it. Your suggestion is that, that those people are so savvy that they timed this thing out to happen at the exact moment. Yes. Those two things do not correlate. You there is no way to, possible that they just happened to put that tweet out at 1025 Monday morning. No way if possible. It was any, He's not even awake at 10 If it was anyone else, I might agree with you. I might. You're being naive. No, no, no. I'm not being naive. I'm considering all of the evidence, which I have. You're not. You're just deciding what the fact is because, because you've decided I, I what know it is. when somebody's playing dirty pool. It's, you keep coming back to dirt. What is dirty about it? The, in, the intent to disrupt. Disrupt what? John Harbaugh speaking at 10.30. He's going to ask, be answering Lamar Jackson questions Cor- for 20 cor- minutes. Correct. One way or the other. I know. Nothing changed. I, Nothing. Except he decided to launch that at 10.25 to disrupt John Harbaugh. What, you keep saying disrupt. What was disrupted? John Harbaugh. How? By that post what, going what up did at 10.25. Dis- what did it change? It, it didn't change anything. That's the point. But it, it was done with the intent to disrupt John Harbaugh. So you think that the owner of the football team, who has been wildly committed, has allowed his team to bend over backwards and say, we're not going to be any better at all, is suddenly going to say, well, because John Harbaugh had to answer the exact same questions he was going to have to answer anyway, suddenly I'm now mad about that, and I'm going to screw over the football team and say you can't have a quarterback anymore. I don't know if he would say it exactly like that, yeah, I, right. I, but I, I do. I do wonder, that's why I said this at the beginning, I do wonder if there's ever a moment where the Ravens say enough is enough with this guy. That's all. The Ken Francis thing, was that the moment? Maybe that was the moment. I don't even know. Maybe when the Ken Francis thing happened, the Raven, Steve said, okay, enough's enough with this goof. I don't know. And that's why I said, I wonder, if is if- there something that he could do or has done that would make the Ravens say, this is futile. We and, just don't feel like dealing with this guy. And anymore. if next year they're playing, but if they do that, they don't have a quarterback. That's the point. Well, of course. Like that's what they're going to have is. a quarterback because he's going to be here. Well, I assume so. He's going to be here. You're creating a scenario where they just say the hell with it. No, I'm creating a scenario where I say he does something that makes them push away from the table and say we've tried with this what clown would enough. That enough. be? I don't know, but he he keeps doing dumb stuff, and eventually someone's going to say enough's enough. I don't know what that might be. He might do something really dumb next week, like uh, put himself on the internet with a, a Falcons jersey on because he's goofy. By the way, the, the, for the people that think the, the thing the other day, I did recognize this. The people that were trying to make it so explosive, Lamar Jackson asking for a trade, he didn't even do the bare minimum of things that people ask for when they say they ask for a trade. He still left all of his Raven stuff up on social media. 
The guy hates Baltimore so much. He didn't even do the thing that everyone does when they say they're asking for a trade. I mean, I've, I've now switched all my gears on the guy to the point where I, I am feeling sorry for him. Like, I, don't, he, I don't know where that would come. I just feel sorry for him. I think it's, it's so obvious he's, he has no idea what he's doing. Like, and, and, and I know this is the dead horse that we've beaten to the ground and beaten to the ground and beaten to the ground, and we've got to dig another grave. If you just would have somebody represent him who had a half a brain, it would all get done. I, I can't for the life of me figure out why he doesn't acquiesce on that, unless it's just pride. And maybe it is. And maybe it's just the fact that he says, by hell or high water, I'm going to make this happen, and I'm not giving in, and I'm not going to have an agent. But every, but by doing that, all you've, all you're doing is, it, it's a, it's a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. I, it, and he, and he could have had two hundred fifty million dollars in his hand. Maybe so. It's maybe a catastrophe. So, but it still doesn't change the Ravens' reality. I, I'm not talking about the Ravens right it, now. No, it I'm, matters. I'm, 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 Okay, but it doesn't matter to me as it relates to like feeling bad for the guy. I, well, you like you saying, have this in your hand. You, you can you can feel bad. I don't feel bad for any, him at all. I like there's no world in which him. I feel bad for him. This is his. I've gone the other he's, way. He's done what he wants to do. That's his business. The the Ravens. <laughs> it didn't have to be like this. It, it doesn't Dude, have to you, be like you, this already. But the Ravens could have tried two years ago to overpay. They could overpay him today uh, and be uh, done okay, with it. But they're still the, in the boat that they're uh, in. They're uh, in this uh, okay. boat. They can't get out of it now. Like this is where they are. Let's talk about the MMA. We can't yet. We uh -huh. have to set the Lamar meter. Oh, I, I, well, you know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Um, hundred percent. Okay, I need you to. I need you to take I, it seriously. I, I, well, part of that is I. I do. I. I would say that I'm setting it, and I'll give in and say, maybe the Ravens aren't pissed about Monday because if they are, it would change my opinion. I, I, I'm just telling I you. Even, I, I can't even believe you're trying to make it a thing. I'm, it blows I'm, my I'm, mind. I, I can tell you, I'm well. They've lost football players over this, and you think the thing that's going to be that's going to push them over the top is that John Harbaugh had to the, answer the same questions he was going to have to answer for twenty minutes. Eighty-two percent. Eighty-two. Make sure it's the Lamar meter is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Eighty-two. Drew Forrester has moved it to eighty-two percent. Officially, the highest reading in the history of the Lamar meter. I think it's a done deal that he gets hurt and doesn't play the whole season. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're going. That's an eighty two percent chance of that. Yeah, Is that what not, we're doing? No, that's not what we're that's not how Lamar meter works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gonna sit out at some not point. Not the way that it works. And quit 82 on the team. Per, eighty two percent. Eighty two percent chance he quits Drew, on the team. From Drew Forrester that Lamar he's Jackson be will back. be the Ravens quarterback. In Where's he for going? Twenty twenty three. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, that part. I, I still. I look. I, I get what you're saying. He doesn't. No, no, no. There's two things that you're still ignoring. You're still ignoring the part. Uh, the where CFL. Like, no, no, no. You're still ignoring a bunch of things. You're still ignoring the part where there's a team that's poking around that isn't telling you that because they don't know that they're getting him. And until they know that they're getting him, they don't want you to think that there's any chance that they're going to end up. You're you're ignoring that possibility. Who altogether. would that be? I think there's plenty. I think right. Who. The, uh, if any team that can't draft their quarterback, any team that's walking into next season, Who? The, the Falcons, because okay. they might not be able to get their quarterback at eight, okay. the Commanders who don't have a quarterback, the well, Patriots don't who don't one. have Patriots a quarterback. Apparently said today they're not yes, interested. So is everybody else. It's, I keep saying the same thing. If they don't know that they're going to get him, they don't want you to think that they're in on him because they don't want to have missed you on someone. You know who's going to be the quarterback in New England next year. 
With Tom Brady? Of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tom Brady. But, dude, you know that's happening, right? If the right? Colts don't love the fourth quarterback in the draft and are afraid someone's going to trade above them to get whoever the third quarterback is, the Colts are absolutely in this Yeah, the Colts mix. are the one team I would say, of all the teams, they're the, still the one team I would say could be sniffing around. Well, I think there's one other. The, sure. the 49ers are the team that gets thrown into the equation because the 49ers with Lamar Jackson are by far the best football team. That exists. There is no better team on paper. The moment the 49ers acquire Lamar Jackson, they're immediately the Super Bowl favorites. They better schedule all their games between September and November. That's that's true, because as we know, he's never played past <laughs> November. That's never occurred. I love it. The season's always ended right then. <laughs> I love it. Because two years, of course, is the story of eternity. Um, the 49ers be the best team on paper. But the one Man, argument, that's good coffee. The one argument you can make is that this brings, if it's a trade, it brings the 49ers into the equation where they couldn't have been in the equation on the non-exclusive franchise tag because they don't have a first-round pick. But the Ravens would have to really like Trey Lance, and if you have questions yeah. about... Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't be a move I would make. There's lots of moves here that I wouldn't make. Me neither. But yet, you know... So what do you think his completion percentage will be? Who's? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? <laughs> Well, why wouldn't it be Joe Flacco? Let's just be honest. Oh, my about God. It. Why wouldn't it be? Could you imagine Why wouldn't what? it be? I, can you just close your eyes and picture mm. this? January 27th, 2024. You never thought this would happen, sports fans. Here we are in New England, the showdown between Tom Brady and the Patriots and Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. Can you imagine that? <sighs> you know Brady's going back. I mean, there is no yeah, question. Yeah, you know what, by the way, I, am, I, I hear there's, you on that. There is Oh, by no the way, he question. could still be the 49ers quarterback for sure. Right. Oh, he could definitely end up being the 49ers. He's not sitting out. <sighs> he's just not. <laughs> like, you know he's coming back to play one more year. He's just waiting for the moment to announce it. You're probably Every right. morning I check ESPN. I'm you're like, prob- is this today where, where it says right breaking news, yeah, Brady right. yeah, announces Brady's, he'll Brady's return? Back. <laughs> Brady's back. <laughs> I don't know. Roethlisberger managed to sit out for the entire year, so I don't know. Yeah, but like, he's got a wife and kids, and yeah, he, and he's beat true. up. Brady, like Brady's, Brady's not really single got now. Well, he's got the movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Single yeah. and bored already. Yeah, I hear you. Right? I hear you. <laughs> All right. Did he just buy a women's basketball team or something? I think he brought the uh, Vegas, right? Isn't okay. That what he did? Yeah, I think okay. that's right. All right. So anyway, Drew Forrester moves Lamar. He's not meter going to anywhere. There's no one. He doesn't have anywhere to go. 82% is the number, according to Drew Forrester. And could be higher. Wow. He doesn't have anywhere to go. For what it's worth, I would not have made it 82% today. That's not where I would have gone. He doesn't have anywhere to go. I, 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 I think that you are in, dealing with the immediacy and not the total. Like I think that you are still. They've, teams have had twenty-one days to chase after I, him. No one wants him. I, you say that no one wants him. <laughs> There's twenty-one days to also figure out that you can still get a but quarterback. But no one's making the, any moves to to clear their cap or do anything. Well, like, that's not remotely he, true. He, he, the Colts cleared tons of cap. Well, they're the like, only, they, but they haven't done anything with him. I understand that the Colts might be waiting out and say we really love. If him. we send him to Indianapolis and we don't get the helmets know, back, I'm going to go important. nuts. Well, I don't, I don't care about. That. I care about the history and the records. I'm, I'm over the rest of it, but you know, you can have the helmets if that's what you're looking for. All right, when we come back in, we'll talk about Grayson Rodriguez. We will get into that. And Drew wants well, to. He, well, he's not better than Lamar. Well, I don't know. At least we need to consider it. We need to think about it. I got to get Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios. I can't believe scenarios they left him off the uh, roster. We'll talk about Scumbags. it. I'll get you your Would You Rather. Hope they win rather. 62 games. <laughs> what, you, what is this? <laughs> I got him going what to the playoffs. Oh, All my baseball you? predictions are at Drew's Morning Dish today. I, will, I'm, I'm, I got a, I will race a over. surprise World Series. Do you? I do. I can't wait to find out. Is it Braves? I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. Braves and Indians. 
well, you know, there are no Indians anymore. They're, oh, they're called God, the Guardians. I'm sorry, Guardians. Guardians. Braves and Guardians. Today's show brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Betfred is Maryland's newest sports book. It's now up and running just in time for March Madness. Bet $50 and get up to $1,100 in bonus Fred bets. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for Betfred specials and other great sign-up deals. Drew Forrester is here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license, and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19 and want to start a new career path? Look no further than CCBC. Starting in March, CCBC offers short-term career training programs like real estate sales. And the best part, funding is available for those who qualify. Real estate sales is a lucrative career that can provide a stable income and flexibility. With CCBC's real estate sales program, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started in this exciting field. Call us at 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu to learn more. CCBC Real Estate Sales. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. I stand the fan, Ross Grimsley, Ken Singleton, caught up on Monday night. If you missed it, find it at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash video, or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Stan the Fan, Charles, Ross Grimsley, and Ken Singleton. You know it's always going to be a good time when those guys get together to talk baseball. Drew, for, you know, there's someone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, that's uh, the, she's actually in charge of, we're going to get a performance review a little bit later. She's uh, monitoring. And well, I didn't know she was here. Why didn't you guys tell me she was coming? I understand that, but like we don't want you to act any differently than you would otherwise. She's just monitoring things, and after the show... She's going to have a sit down with you and she'll go over how it is that she thinks things are going. Where are you from? Don't, don't, don't. That's Griffin's sister. Leave her alone. Where's she from? Stop. Just stop. 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 (laughs) Went to Manchester Valley. (laughs) Where? Manchester Valley High School. Well, uh, Manchester. Oh, Manchester Valley, not Manchester. I didn't understand what you said. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. You all right over there? Are you nervous now because you know you're being reviewed? No, I'm good. Yeah, you can deliver the same stunning performance right. that you normally give us here right. on the program. <laughs> Wait till she has to review Griffin's performance from today. Oh Not boy. a good one today. Huh? Oh boy, uh-huh. it's gonna be rough. It's, right. it's gonna be rough. Hey, I, I, I got news for you. Yeah, uh, I I had a couple bad grades for you back in the day. Oh yeah, did you? <laughs> you had a few. Yeah, yeah, few don't ones. let him ever kid you, Griff. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't, old Clark here. Here's the weird part: you didn't normally do the reviewing. <laughs> It was normally someone else who did the reviewing, and the reviews were more like, did you guys prepare for today's right. show? <laughs> you guys do any like show prep? You know, prep? we didn't, and that's the charm of it. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that's, that's what people expect from us. We don't want to let them down. Right. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez. I, I know every day at 6.07, we started with the Raised on the Radio and the Pledge. We, right. we, we did that. That was exactly what you had prepared for the day. We did yeah. that. And, and most days, that got you about seven minutes closer to... Yep. Uh, the show being over. People were entertained. Somewhere around 6.07, you look over and say, all right, well, what do you have for today? What do we got? <laughs> What's going on? What do we have? All right, uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Everything went well. Do you hit? Uh, you dropped the F-bomb that day during the preakness. I, I don't remember that. It went all went downhill from there. Was when that you when it went downhill? <laughs> Dump that! Is that, <laughs> is that when it Dump went downhill? No, I did the old alligator I thought that might have been our finest day. I did the old alligator alligator. I can't get to it. People are calling up going, did you just say the F word? You're like, no. Now I'm pretty sure on radio you have to say it. Oh, correct. I'm pretty sure it's changed. What were you mad about? The centaur. The centaur. centaur. Oh, the the, the, yeah. uh, the, the, the mascot. Guy, the mascot. Oh, I yeah, you the and I were at, um, at the bar down by the stadium, <laughs> yeah. and the guy came in. Yeah, right. You're like, what, what is this? this? You're like, I know I've had too much to drink, but holy cow. There's a Remember, sen- it was like they brought him in on opening day because yes, everybody was they, there. Yeah. And they oh, brought- I don't even think we were there on opening day. I think it was just a random Friday night game. Oh, we I thought it was opening out. day, but maybe you well, might I, be They right. probably did it both, but I'm pretty sure we saw him on a random Friday night I remember night you game. saying to me, I know I've had a little bit too much to drink, but is that a guy and then <laughs> yeah. a horse? And, yeah, and, and, and shirts off. It's a whole, it's a weird thing, man. <laughs> that was weird. All right, Grayson Rodriguez is not part of the team to start the season. Outraged. Really? I mean, you think I'm apoplectic about Lamar? Okay. I'm outraged. Yeah, go ahead. Who is Grayson Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, what's the story? I read something. He he didn't have a good spring, and Elias well, he, he was struggling. To... His, Elias brought up specifically that he wasn't getting out of the fourth inning. Um, that that they believe they have five starting pitchers that are better options right now than Grayson Rodriguez is, so they're going I'm with those. Sure, five he watched Cole pitchers. Irvin pitch and said that guy's going up, and I'm not. I mean, he's going to start the third game. Third of the game, season. I know. Kyle so, Gibson's our opening day start. So, I don't know. I mean, look, I think anytime you're dealing, I know, I know what the big argument is. 
I, I'm, you know, I know it's a service time thing. That's what people think, right? People think that, oh, they're just doing this to him and they'll bring him up on Memorial Day. Okay, maybe. But I, I think there's a certain amount of, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. Like, this, this step going from minor league baseball to the majors is, uh, this sounds simple and stupid, but it's a, it's a massive jump to do this and to go up to the big leagues and to face, you know, nine bona fide legitimate hitters rather than pitching in double A where you face five or six and triple A where you face six or seven. You're facing a bona fide big league hitter um, pretty much all the time. And I think it's a massive jump. And if you bring – and pitchers in particular, I think – are very, very susceptible from a fragility standpoint. They're very susceptible if they come up and get clobbered. You could really damage them. And I think with pitchers, more so than anyone else, if you come up as a hitter and you, if you're a 22-year-old kid and you come up, you, you have some idea of the window in which you're going to hit. I might hit 220. I might hit 260. If my chakras are in line, I hit 280. That's awesome. But I'm probably going to get two and a half hits every ten at bats because that's what I that's mm-hmm. what that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And pitching is much much different. You you can't come up and be a starting pitcher and give up seven earned runs in four and a third innings, go back out the next time and give up six run, earned runs in two and two-thirds, and go out the next time and give up seven earned runs in ten hits in three and two-thirds. Like, you can't do that and it, because it, it, could, it can damage you, mm-hmm. I think. I think you treat pitchers much differently than you treat everyday players so, so personally let's go to a couple things right like and i and i'll and i'll bring up a number that i know that you're going to say I, I don't even know what that is so I'm, the question is if it's about the fourth inning thing did we actually believe that grayson rodriguez was going to be pitching four plus innings i think most of us were working under the assumption that they needed to keep his innings down this season because he can't just go immediately from where he was to 300 innings so why is it a concern that he can't get out of the fourth inning if the reasonable plan was to have him make essentially three-inning starts and be piggybacked? This number was brought up. Eno Saris, who is now with The Athletic, worked at Fangrass forever, was with – was he with the Astro? He was with a team at some point. I don't remember which team he worked with. But he brought up that the stuff from Grayson Rodriguez does not suggest that he was actually struggling that his stuff plus, which again is a number that I have to plead an amount of ignorance to, understanding, was... These nerds are ruining the game. This was what he said. This spring, Grayson Rodriguez had basically the same stuff plus number as Sandy Alcantara and better than Hunter Green. That the stuff, the actual pitches he's throwing, are not a problem. The results, again, which... Can it just be bad luck? Can it be that you made the right pitch and just got a bad result? How many innings did he pitch? Eighteen. Uh, my head, I don't know what the number is, but I can look it up. Did he pitch? Eight, um, didn't he pitch eighteen innings in spring? Um, that number sounds right. I'm t- I'm trying to find okay. it right now. I'm trying to. Uh, I looked at it the other. He day. had fifteen and a third. Okay, I looked at it the other day. Okay, fifteen and a third. 
to, to the point. It's pretty hard to make a judgment. It's kind of like me making a judgment on a kid who plays 12 if, holes. If your argument is we want Grayson Rodriguez to stretch out longer, now a guy who's going to be innings limited to begin with is pitching more innings in the minors to start the season. You would suspect. I mean, if that's if that's what the problem right. is, if oh. the problem is we need to stretch him out yeah, further. Yeah, he's got to pitch six innings. Correct. Right. So now they go give us eighty pitches a, or six a guy innings. that was already innings limited is now going to be further limited whenever he gets here, based on the fact that some of those more of those innings will be in the minors. Will be in the minors. Okay, I get that too. Like you're going to have a number on him this year, right? Hey, you you can only throw a hundred innings. This Correct. Year. And whatever, and we don't care if it's thirty and seventy or twenty and eighty. You you can only throw a hundred innings. Your your argument would be, why would you? use any of those in the minor leagues. I, I, I'm torn. I, admittedly, I don't feel strongly about this one way or the other, right? Like, I, I think it's a difficult spot to be in. If they were put, bringing... If they but were, if he comes up... If they were using the fifth spot on someone who wasn't a qualified Major League Baseball pitcher, I would lose my mind over this. Okay. They're not doing that. But you also have to remember that the innings number is a little bit... Um, I... He can't pitch a hundred innings if he if every time he pitches he gets shelled and gives up six runs and three innings and they pull him. He'll never get to a hundred innings. So it, in some ways it does have something to do with his potential quality at the big league level. I mean at the minor league level, I don't even know if I care how many what he does. I mean you want him to get people out. But when he comes up to the big leagues, if he makes 12 start. Let's pretend let's pretend he pitches 30 mm-hmm. innings in the minors. Let's pretend he makes he play he pitches 30 innings in the minors and Memorial Day they call him up. And he has the potential, I don't even know if the math works on this. He has the potential for 18 starts at the major league level. Mm-hmm. All of June, all of July, all of August, all of September, four starts, five starts. Yeah, 18 starts. If in his first 10 starts, he only registers 40 innings. Mm-hmm. You, what do you, what well, you, I think the, what you I think the idea would be if the first one's three innings and it works well, then the third one could be four innings. I'm thinking it of it the other that. way. I'm thinking of it. I, I know what you're doing, which mm-hmm. is fine. I, I'm thinking of it the other way. If he, if he makes 12 starts mm-hmm. and his ERA is 5.91, which... Again, I may this may be stupid for me to even say. The kid might come in here and it might be three and a half. Right. But if if he, yes, comes, if he gets if he gets shelled, but again, then what? what if, you know, my point being, if he gets shelled, the innings pitched will be commensurate with that. That they're not going to leave him in for six innings to get to it, give up fourteen to get hits. rocked. Yes, correct. Right. That's true. So it, it to me, it does kind of come back to what is his expected quality of performance. Like if if you think. He's going to come up and pitch great for three innings, and this is this will go back to your point. If he's going to come up and pitch great for three innings, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just have him come up and pitch great for three innings? That's that's sort of the well, question. Well, what's right? the difference between him doing that and pitching five great innings in Norfolk? My opinion to that would be he he will get far more out of coming up here. Everything about the major league experience. Forget the 
the girls and the, the per diem and the did, buffet. Are those things, do they do those things? No, you get those things. Oh, wow. Mostly girls. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But forget all that. I'm talking right. about the quality of his performance. If you think he can come up and work into the fourth inning and give up an earned run or two and four hits and strike out six and walk one, why wouldn't you do that instead of let him do that at Norfolk? What's he accomplishing at Norfolk? Now, the flip side to that is, and I, I, I equate all of this right to golf. Like everything, is a, everything. my wife drives her crazy. Everything is equated to golf. This is not that dissimilar to what college golfers go through when they think they're ready to go play on the PGA Tour. You, you can go play a college golf tournament and shoot 10 under par for four rounds at this golf course, and you can finish in the top five of college golfers. But if you shoot 10 under on the PGA Tour, you're going to finish tied for 57th. You're not going to get anything out of it because the players are better. And so it really does come down to what you expect him to do. To, in my opinion, this is all about do you think he's got the stuff? Is he ready to pitch in the major leagues? And if you don't want him to pitch seven innings, no problem. Mm-hmm. If 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 you say to him you're gonna make you're gonna pitch twenty times this year and in the big leagues, and when you get to seventy innings, you're done. I, I, okay, maybe he maybe he throws ten ten starts of seven innings and you shut him down, but but you got ten great starts out of him. Like I don't understand what what you think you're accomplishing by sending him to the minors, unless you think in your heart he isn't ready to get major league hitters out. And if you do, well, that's that's your acumen. That's your, what you're, you, You've decided that. But if you think he can get people out, why wouldn't you just have him get people out here? I hear, Even if it's three innings. And that's, and that's again, where somebody is going to bring in the argument that, well, this is proof that it's just service, manipula- service time manipulation again, which, again, bit them in the ass a year ago when they say they would have had, Lee on the team, had Adley on the team anyway. Their injury could have worked it out for them that they would have bought the year back. Instead, because he got Rookie of the Year votes, he ended up getting his year of service time, and the Orioles couldn't buy it. But if they are doing the math and saying, well, you look, know what I think about the service time. Well, I, you right? know, we, we agree about that. This is the but if what thing they're the saying is we think we can send out a good fifth pitcher, we can make the argument that he doesn't really, like, he's not ready to start every fifth day and go five innings. Eh, maybe, maybe we but you're saying that based on what? What? You know, I know what the, I'm, I'm right. it's a rhetorical question. You're saying right. that because he pitched against the Cardinals and and they tagged him for five runs and two and a third, and he couldn't get anybody out. Like, oh, I mean, what do you? I, I just think there. Are, I when the games begin tomorrow and it's real baseball. That's the only I, spring training to me is just like preseason football, except uh, you know, except more people probably go and pay attention because it's their vacation and they're in Florida and Arizona. But like. Spring training baseball is a is a nothing burger to me. I mean, maybe baseball people look at it differently, but I it's a nothing burger to I, me. I hear you. I well, hear you. Wall Street Window on uh, on YouTube is pretty fired up about the Grayson thing. He thinks he has his own. Would you rather? Would you rather start Wells or Rodriguez? And right now he says Wells because this is about winning, not babying people who think they're entitled to a spot. And he he's, and he talks about you know if you can't get through a lineup twice, why would you? Have him up, but he can't get through a lineup twice. In what can't get through a lineup two times because he's going to give up six runs? You're again. I, I would say to people like this, like, what are you basing that on? You're. He well, hasn't I, pitched and once by the way, in the I, majors. I yet. already made the statement. The statement is he's got real. I, Fielders I behind. I him? didn't expect him to be pitching six innings to start the season. I think it would be reckless for them to have Grayson Rodriguez making six inning starts because then you're going to have to shut him down at some point. 
Like the, you can't ramp from 100 innings to 300 innings. It doesn't work. What that happened, way. by the way, to the old days where you would bring him in right now and let him pitch out of the bullpen for, for yeah, I would I wouldn't do that season. either. For the record, I wouldn't do that just because it's such a different process. I, I get it. That I and just you don't think stretch it, him out right, and all it, that it other doesn't stuff. value I anything. But again, going back to it didn't bother Jim Paul. You're going to have to limit his innings anyway. You're going to have right. to. Three innings is what I expected, and Tyler Wells can be his piggyback. And if it isn't working with Grayson Rodriguez, then Tyler Wells just becomes I, the starter. I just think that, that anyone who makes an assessment on this guy or any player based solely on spring training, to me, it's dumb. The, those games don't matter. And you're not always operating with your full defensive team behind you. You're not always operating under the guise of uh, every at-bat and every ground ball matters and every fly ball matters and every pitch matters. Like, it, it, I just don't understand how you value preseason baseball, spring training baseball. I hear you. I just don't get that. I hear you. Now, if you bring him up and he pitches well, and by know, the way, I, I, five would, I think that's why someone like Ian Osaris and tried, I'm sorry, would say that the stuff matters more than the results in spring training. That are you maybe, are you but who's he getting out to? Well, they have they have measurements. They literally I have know. like a rating for who it, it is it, that you're facing. People drive on me top insane. Of everything else. All right, are, what, what do you got to go here in a minute? I don't We're, know why. What do you got going on? Well, we have Mark Feinsand from MLB.com joining us in a minute. I want to play Would You Rather Wednesday. So if you got to go, no, I'll stay. I mean, not, how long uh, are you staying? What's her name? I don't remember. It's Evan. 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 Yes. Evan. Stop. I don't know what you're. Some coffee. You want to go get coffee? She doesn't work here. Oh. It's not an option. You like she's, coffee? She's here to be your supervisor, essentially. She doesn't even like coffee. She's like 18 years old. Ethan drinks coffee like there. a maniac. He's 15. That's you might. Want, I know. You might want to do something. <laughs> I know. About that, bro. I know. You might want to step in at some point. Ethan drinks coffee. I'm like, not here to tell you like how to parent. Crazy. Because Lord knows I'm struggling. Boy, man, that doesn't seem great. Well, I'm trying to keep him away from right, booze. How long are you staying? I don't know. I'll be here a while. All right, we'll wait and do what you rather Wednesday after we me. talk to Mark Feinstein. Well, I don't, I don't want you to do that because I might have to read it here in a minute. Okay. I might have to dive into the book of Joe, although we've been struggling to find him. I don't know what's going on with that. They sent us the book. Been struggling to track down old Joe Madden. Okay. I don't know what's happening with that. Very uncomfortable. Not as angry as I was when I was once sent Shawn Michaels, I was told, was going to be on the show, the great, the legendary heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. Sure. And they sent me a movie that Shawn Michaels was starring in. It's the single worst motion picture I have ever seen in my life. I watched it, and then they canceled the Shawn Michaels interview. That's how I get you. I've it's... never been more furious about anything in my entire life. Our number one of today's show has also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. By the way, we've lost him now. Between between the Joe Madden book and trying to get your sister to go get coffee, we're done. No, I'm good. I'm here. We're done. I don't know what is I'm going on I'm here for the third here. hour. The third hour. <laughs> Stick around. I am a Joe Madden fan, so I may take this. Um, I'll bring it back. I, I can't. I don't know. I might need to well, read a, that. Just get another one. Get another one. Read? You went to Perry Hall. I, 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 Anything well, you read was the bathroom I, wall. I have Mrs. Clark read it to me at night. Oh, by the way. What? Have you seen or heard of the show Blackbird on Apple Plus? I have not. Oh, Which one is Blackbird? Oh, my gosh. Which one is that? Remember the guy that was Richard Jewell? Yeah, and absolutely. That guy, pa Paul, Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. He's a convict. Okay, and the new heartthrob that all the girls are after the, uh, the, not, the English not, guy is not him. 
No. The English, oh, Taron Egerton? Yeah. yeah, you know what? I have heard about this. I need to watch Dude, this show. I need to watch it. Well, you, better, not, you better just get six hours and, hang on. And, I've, as, and be prepared to sit as, there. As you'll learn when we get to a Would You Rather Wednesday, I've been catching up on Succession because this is the final season that's okay. airing right now, okay. and I want to be involved in the conversation. I'm about midway through season two. I have not point. seen it at all. Well, that's going to be very uncomfortable when we get to Would You Rather Wednesday. <laughs> oh, give me the 10-second. It, it is an awful... I, it's loosely based on the Murdochs, but only loosely. Okay. It's an awful family i mean like just people the, the greediest humans that you'll ever know okay that they're all terrible people and they're all competitive with each other they're all trying to take the company away from their father gotcha their father's garbage like it's just they're all there's no one to root for gotcha. at all right in this show they're all wretched every single one of them is just a wretched person and you can't stop look it's a train wreck you can't stop looking at it it is it's not fun I okay. wouldn't say. And what's it on? But it's a damn good show. It's on. It's HBO Max. Oh, I don't have that. I'll have to get somebody's I, password. I think you can get it through Amazon now. I oh, think you can? can? I think that might well, be. Well, Blackbird. I I started watching Blackbird at nine at night. But be honest. You only have Apple TV Plus because you found out about Ted Lasso Correct. three years after right, everybody right, else right. did. And you but it. I watched Blackbird. I went to bed at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, I saw the whole thing. I'm good. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we'll get to Would You Rather Wednesday, but here at the top of the hour, we are joined by uh, a man who is a longtime baseball writer with MLB.com. And interestingly enough, he had just written about Grayson Rodriguez, and now here we are <laughs> kind of debating the situation with Grayson Rodriguez. Mark Feinstein from MLB.com, MLB, MLB Network, is with us here on GCR. Mark, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Yeah, my pleasure. How you guys doing? Everything is good, Mark. As you'd imagine, there's a little bit of a different context. And like we first asked you to come on to just talk about your story, the context has changed a bit for us because there's some controversy in Baltimore about Grayson Rodriguez not being on the opening day roster. You wrote about some of the struggles he was working his way through. Were you surprised to find out that the Orioles were not going to have Grayson Rodriguez start this season? Or based on what you had seen, did you find yourself saying, you know, that actually kind of feels about right? Yeah, I think when I got to Orioles camp, you know, he had certainly uh, looked good in his first couple outings, and then not so much in the last three. So, you know, he's still a young guy. The, the Orioles are going to certainly take their time in, in making sure that somebody's ready because I don't think you want to bring somebody up, have them get knocked around, have to send them back down. Uh, that, you know, as much of a hit as it might be to his ego and his confidence to not make the team out of, out of camp, you know, coming up, getting rocked in your first two or three starts and having to go back down to AAA is probably even worse. So, um, you know, if this was a team that had its sights on the division, you know, and, and felt like it was a favorite to win the division, maybe they feel like there's enough else around him to let him go through those struggles. But, uh, you know, this is a team that took a big step forward last year, and they're looking to take another step forward this year, and I think they probably felt for his development, let him go back down, to AAA, get some of that confidence back after going through a couple of rough starts to end the spring. And, uh, you know, I, I would imagine we will see Grayson Rodriguez in the big leagues at some point this season. Mark, let me phrase this. The, you wrote about it, and it's something that Mike Elias referenced when he was asked about it, was some of the fourth-inning struggles. Given that Grayson Rodriguez has never pitched more than 100 innings, I, none, no one thought that Grayson Rodriguez was going to be pitching 300 innings this season. And I think most of us – had believed this was probably going to be a piggyback situation to start the season where you'd be you know, making three-inning starts. On the flip side, if what you're trying to do is have him work deeper into games, you're now talking about you wanting to pitch five, six innings per start in the minor leagues, and if there's only a limited number of innings for the entire year, 
that seems troublesome to me that so many would be in the minors. And I'm not I I, I think this is a complicated because I think everything you said is true, but it wouldn't would it make just as much sense maybe for him to be making three inning starts right now with a piggyback and see if he can build up to working through those issues in the fourth inning and beyond. Yeah, working at those issues in the big leagues is tough because, you know, in AAA, as much as they want to win every time they take the field, the games don't matter, right? Ultimately, uh, it's a development uh, part for the team. They, you know, if they, if they lose games of AAA, so be it. Uh, at the big leagues, there's a lot more at stake in each one of these games. And putting a guy out there with the expectation that he's only going to throw three innings that's tough on a pitching staff. You know, there are other games where uh, a starter that you expect to go five or six innings gets knocked out in the second and your bullpen's wearing it. And if Grayson Rodriguez has gone the next day with an expectation of throwing three innings, uh, or, you know, if he had gone the day before and all of a sudden your guy gets knocked out, that's really taxing on a bullpen and on a pitching staff. So I think it's tough to go into, uh, you know, to go into a season with the expectation that, okay, we're going to start this guy every five days. He's only going to go three innings. Um, you know, it's just not ideal when, when you're actually trying to compete uh, and, and win games and get to a postseason. So uh, I'm not totally surprised. Yeah, there will be an inning situation. Uh, you know, you figure he can probably throw 130, 140 innings for the year. And maybe in the second half of the season, uh, you know, you can bring up a guy and expect him to go three or four innings because you're in a race and you think that's going to benefit your team. But when you're at game one of 162, I just think that's really tough to do. Mark, is there a, a, any train of thought? I talked to Glenn about this uh, earlier, that you you, you kind of have to deal with pitchers differently than field players when they're first coming up because field players, you know, hitters, are, are already predisposed to knowing, hey, I'm going to fail seven out of ten times or seven and a half out of ten times, whereas pitchers, the that that failure you know, meter has to be much higher. They, they cannot – go out there and get rocked four or five times in their first six or seven starts. Yeah, I think so. You know, the fact that position players play every day, if you go for four, you know, you're going to get the event tomorrow. Maybe you get two hits tomorrow. Uh, you know, like you said, position players go out there knowing if they fail seven out of 10 times, they're probably going to be in the all-star team. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, you know, with pitchers, it's a much different scenario. You know, you have to wait five days or four days in between your starts uh, it can build up on you mentally. And I, I think, especially with a young pitcher with as much talent as Grayson Rodriguez has, you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt his confidence, really beat him up. You know, if you're a bad team, it's a different story. If you're on a team that, you know, if you're a young pitcher on the Oakland A's this year and they say, you know what, we think he's going to benefit from taking his lumps to the big leagues and learning at the big league level, that's fine. I remember talking to uh, an old pitcher, Javier Vasquez, who pitched with the Yankees for a number of years. Um, and he told me there was a year, I think it was his rookie year in Montreal. He went like four and 15 or something like that and just got knocked around big time. And he said he learned more that year than any other year of his career. It taught him how to deal with failure. It taught him how to, you know, figure out what he had to do and how to make adjustments. And, uh, you know, it helped him grow into the pitcher he became. But that was on an Expos team that wasn't very good, didn't have expectations. And they could sort of afford to, to let one of their guys go out there and take their lumps. So the Orioles are coming off of a, a surprising 83-win season. They have expectations of, you know, trying to get to the postseason. And so you're, you're not as willing to let a guy go out there and just get knocked around, uh, even if you think it might help him in the long run. Uh, you know, this is a team that right now wins and losses are going to matter. And if we get to July and the Orioles are 15 games out of a playoff spot, well, then maybe they bring them up and say, all right, it's time to start, you know, learning at the big league level. 
But I just think, you know, at this point, when you're just starting the season, it's a tough thing to do because based on what they saw the last three starts, he does still have work to do. And, uh, you know, you want the guy coming up to the big leagues and making his debut and starting to pitch with some confidence and coming off those last three outings. It's hard to imagine, you know, giving up 14 runs in in 10 or 11 innings that he's going to go out there right now feeling super confident. Mark Feinsand, MLB Network, MLB.com, with us here on GCR. Mike, Mark, obviously this is all in the shadow of the the Orioles' reputation. And, you know, our friend John Mioli wrote about it for the Baltimore Banner today. Is it unfair to, to for Orioles fans or for analysts to say, look, you can tell me that this is not about trying to manipulate service time all you want, but everything about the way that you have operated suggests that's exactly what you would attempt to do. So it, we're kind of having a hard time believing you. Like, how do we handle that side of the conversation? You know, if Rodriguez had pitched really well the whole spring and came out of the spring with a two and a half ERA and had gone, you know, gotten up to five, six innings and, and looked like he was making strides in the right direction then I think that's a fair comment to make, especially given the history. But having watched those starts, I wouldn't have put him in the big league roster either. And, you know, you're seeing more teams taking those chances of of letting guys go on the opening day roster, you know, without experience and not doing the service time manipulation because now there are incentives for them to do so. Um, and, you know, I think Adley would have been on the opening day roster last year uh, had he not been hurt. Uh, and so had that happened, and obviously he got hurt, so it was a non-issue. Had that happened, that would have changed the way that people viewed this situation. Said, well, they did take Adley on the opening day roster last year, uh, rather than waiting those three weeks to, to get that extra year of service time you know, for them. But uh, it, it just if you look at it straight from a baseball standpoint, it's hard to argue right now the way that Tyler Wells pitched for this, you know, during the spring, and the way Rodriguez pitched in three of his five starts that that Rodriguez was the better option right now. Mark, what's their ceiling for this year, the Orioles, in your mind? <laughs> That's tough to say. I've been wrestling with that as I've been trying to do my season predictions. And, you know, I loved what I saw with them last year. Uh, I was really hoping that they would go out and, and spend a little more money this offseason. I think that initially might have been the plan. Uh, I remember talking to Michael Elias at the GM meetings, and he seemed optimistic that, uh, you know, that he was going to be, be able to play in the free agent market. I think a combination of things. Number one, the free agent market went crazy. Oh, I don't know what happened to Mark. We'll see if we can't get him back right there. Mark Feinsand from MLB, MLB Network, MLB.com, with us here on GCR. Of course, uh, we'll also link up the story he wrote about Grayson Rodriguez, some of the st- struggles that he was going through on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, here in a minute. Today's show is also brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. Speaking of the Orioles, Gunnar Henderson is on the cover of this print issue. Only available for another couple of weeks at uh, your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Gunnar Henderson on the cover of this print issue of Press Box. Go pick it up right now. All right, we good? Let's bring back Mark Feinstein from MLB Network, MLB.com. Mark, I'm you, back. Yeah, you, you were just getting ready to say the Orioles are locked gonna in the win World, the World Series. Series. <laughs> right, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you heard me fine. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, I was saying the one guy I really would have liked to have seen them sign would have been a guy like Nancy Baldi because I think he would have been a, a good sort of veteran presence in that rotation. You know, he's not a number one for most teams. He would have been a number one in Baltimore, and he would have been able to show some of these young guys sort of how it's done. Um, even his prices were a little crazy. So uh, I think the Orioles are, are right there in the position to be as good as they were last year. If things go right, you know, you get a full season of Rutschman and uh, maybe, you know, 
maybe Kramer takes a step forward, Irvin takes a step forward, and, you know, some of these other guys, uh, you know, Gunner comes up and, and everything that, that people are expecting him to be. Um, you know, it's possible they could be in, in a mix for a wild card spot. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility by any means. I'd be surprised if they took a huge step backwards. Um, so I, I would see them finishing somewhere in that, you know, 500 to, you know, to 88, 81 to 88 wins. And if they can get up to 87, 88 wins, then, uh, you know, they've certainly got uh, a chance. I actually think they're one of the teams that benefits the most from the new schedule no doubt. where yeah, they're 100%. not going to have to play the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Rays 19 times a piece. Now it's 12, I think, or 14. Uh, you know, that's 15 games that you don't have to play against those teams. And all of a sudden, you know, you're putting the Colorado Rockies and the Pittsburgh Pirates on your schedule instead. Right. So um, I think that could help them a lot. I completely agree about that. I, w- I want to tie two thoughts together in one question, if I could, Mark. One, it, when when Mike Elias came out a couple weeks ago and said, you know, we're going to be the next Tampa, or John Angelo, sorry, not Mike Elias, John Angelo said we're going to be the next Tampa, I think it struck a lot of us who were like, wait, we thought you were supposed to be the next Astros. Isn't Wasn't that why all these guys were here? And and obviously Tampa's been very successful. They haven't won a World Series, but they've been regularly competitive but they've also been profoundly frugal. Like, they have been determinedly frugal and have never moved out of the bottom third of baseball and spending. And that's sort of the part of this that we can't figure out, is the idea of being the next Tampa, that you want to be regularly competitive, not just a short window. You want to extend that window. Or are you kind of announcing ahead of time, we're telling you we're never going to be the team. No matter what these guys do, these young players, we're never going to be the team that's going to be boldly spending money. And that comes into context as you bring up not only Ivaldi, but we're sitting here watching you know, Jimenez yesterday and Carroll and all the, the Braves signing everyone and wondering, hey, are the Orioles ever going to be the team that's going to step up and say, we've identified Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, whoever it is, as our guys, and we will spend the money even internally to make sure those guys stick around. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have asked him a follow-up of, do you mean that you don't you plan on being competitive without spending money, or do you mean that you plan on being a player development machine, which is what the Rays have been? Uh, and, you know, frankly, what the Astros were when they, you know, hit the scene back in 2015, uh, you know, bringing up homegrown guys like Altuve and Springer and Bregman and all these guys, you know, if Adley and, and Henderson and these guys are as, as legitimate as we think they're going to be, and they're going to be big stars, uh, you know, then the Orioles should try to go and, and do what the Braves are doing, which is don't don't wait till they get to arbitration. Don't wait till they get to free agency. Sign them now. Lock them up now. And you will, in the long run, make a lot of money off of that because, you know, if you look at guys like Acuna and Michael Harris and Strider and Austin Riley and all these guys who the Braves locked up, uh, you know, Austin Riley cost $200 million, but if he had gone to free agency in a couple of years, he probably would have cost $300 million. Um, so, you know, I think once they identify that they have the goods in some of these young players, they would certainly be wise to try to lock them up, and that way you don't have to go out and go crazy on the free agent market. Right. Now, that said, uh, you know, when you look at some of those teams that built their way back up, the Cubs come to mind with Brian Rizzo and Schwarber and those guys, or the Astros. Um, you know, they built these great cores of players, but then they went out and got that one free agent piece that sort of, uh, you know, finished the deal, whether it was John Lester with the Cubs, yep. whether it was Justin Verlander with the Astros. So, you know, maybe coming off the 83-win season, the Orioles didn't feel like, okay, we're, we're right there. Let's go get Jacob DeGrom and we're the favorites. Um, but if you take another step forward this year, then you go out next year and you find, you know, you identify a free agent who you think can be that, 
you know, that veteran missing piece to come in, it'll be interesting to see if they actually do it or not, because, you know, the biggest difference between the Orioles and the Rays to me is Camden Yards. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about the ballpark lately, but it's still a great ballpark and fans do come out to that ballpark when the team is good. The Rays, when they're good, people still don't come out to Tropicana Field. So the revenue possibilities are much greater for the Orioles than they are for the Rays uh, in their current situations. And so if the Orioles can be a competitive team again and, you know, have another winning season, uh, you know, revenue should go up and you would hope that that would translate into more spending on the payroll. Uh, we hope as well, Mark. That's what we're hoping for. <laughs> uh, at Fines- I mean, they're never going to be the Yankees. They're course. never going to be and, the, and to be the, fair, Mets, the Dodgers. Right. I don't think anybody here. But they don't have to be. That exact. What you just said is exactly the. I think the way that we feel. Like we totally understand here that that's not the way things are going to go. But it seems like there can be somewhere in between. What you just brought up with, hey, when the Cubs and Astros got there, they were willing to spend. It would be nice to see that the Orioles would definitely be willing to do that. And given all of the circumstances surrounding this franchise at the moment, it's still kind of hard to know that with certainty right now, which is what we're struggling with. At Feinsand on Twitter is how you follow him. He's got a book out called The Franchise. I don't know that it's going to be for anybody in our audience, but if you happen (laughs) to be someone who cares about the New York Yankees or just uh, really interested in baseball, you can pick that up right now. Mark, really appreciate the time. Well, having, been a, having been at Camden Yards a lot for Yankee-Oriole games, I know there, there are some Yankees fans All right, all right, all right. Mark, hey, really appreciate you taking the time for us. Thank you so much for doing it. We'll be in touch, all right? You got it, folks. Mark Feinstein, MLB Network, MLB.com with us here. He already wrote a book about Lamar? Yeah, the franchise is exactly what it's about. It was actually, weirdly, it's about Steve Francis. I don't know why. It seems very niche. Well, I'm getting it. It's about Jeter. I'm getting it. Oh, yeah, you love him. You love him. Number two. If it was about Derek Lowe, you'd already have eight copies. Derek Jeter. We'd we'd never get you back because you'd just be reading the book. Number two. All right. um, We should go back up to Yankee Stadium. (laughs) Try to get kicked out again? No. I really thought we should have gone for the bowl game. I really thought we should have gone for the Maryland game to see if we could get kicked out for two different sports at the same stadium. Right. Like, I really think. By the way, I also saw a hockey game there once with Luke Jones. You you decided you were not interested in that. Oh, that was when your 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 foot was killing you. That was when we were up in you New York. You saw a hockey game where? At Yankee Stadium. You did? Yes. I didn't know that. The week of the Super Bowl, a buddy of ours came over and gave me two tickets. Oh, I didn't know that. And I asked. I said, does anybody want to go? Was that the year we had a tickets to the commissioner's party? And we got, no, that was. That was got taken from us. That was every year. <laughs> That was every year. No, you you had a bum foot. Yeah, you, I had. You uh, were you were no good. You were like, I'm not hobbling around right. trying to get to the hockey you, game. You got me up there to see. Um, you took me up there to see uh, the the band Lone Bellow. Lone Bellow. That was nice. It was incredible. That was a nice night. They're unbelievable. Yeah, they're one a, of the they greatest. Still around? They are still around. Are they? Absolutely, okay. they're excellent. I'm going to see Bruce next Friday night. Where's he next Friday? Oh, you're at the arena. Yeah, Whoa. I was like, he I was in, D- he was in the, DC. Last yeah, I didn't night. go. We had a match. I, uh, I'm going to go to the stadium show. Are you? And I'm regretting that decision. Yeah. Like, the amount of money that I had to pay for where we're sitting. Yeah. I'm like, that was a... I've been very unimpressed with the set list so far. Okay. I'm actually... I'm not happy. I think I'm going to another event at the arena next week, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about it. Oh. I think there might be, a, like, a super secret event that's happening at the arena that oh. I found out about. And I am, um, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Well, tell me about it. Is there a quarterback that, like, they're announcing? No, unfortunately, I don't no. think it's that. Can I don't you? know I don't know if you care about this or not, Drew. I don't know if this is your thing. I don't know if that's... Yes. Well, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, exactly right. That's the one that I'm super excited they're about. They're going to be there when? Uh, I believe the night before. Oh. Yeah, the opening day. For some sort of... Oh, yes, okay. Like, um, you know... 
semi. Why would Taylor Swift come to Baltimore? It's big, right? Like it's amazing they've been able to keep it under this secretive for this long. Yeah, I believe I'll be there for that. All right, uh, quickly, would you rather Wednesday? Uh, because John Mioli is going to join us in a minute. We'll talk more about uh, the Grayson Rodriguez oh, non-traversal. Is that your new thing now? I, what do you want me to tell you? You want me to do more, Lamar? <laughs> you want to go no. back into that? Let's talk about the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to talk about that on Fairways and Greens this Sunday. Am I on for one hour or two? I believe you're one hour okay. this week. And I believe that we're on for two. It's a very weird okay. week. It's a very weird week. Um, all right, so Would You Rather is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Still I don't know time. why he ends with I'll See You in My Dreams. It's a terrible song to end the show with. That's what he's. That's his closer? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. That is weird. Glad I paid $200 for that. Well, by then, maybe they'll, he'll change. Maybe. But he, he doesn't change the first six songs every night. Get your 2023 World Series Champs T-shirt right now at BirdlandSports.com. If you order any of the awesome shirts they have available for you right now at Birdland Sports, like that Grayson throwing gas shirt. Did you wear it today just to try to – because we were going to talk about Grayson? Uh, well, I did it for the Birdland Sports I read. Well, I do love Obviously. that. I do love that. Um, but, yeah, it happened to be a big Grayson day. <laughs> um, it is a big Grayson day, yes. That is true. Um, all those shirts are available right now. Birdland Sports for Birds fans, by Birds fans. Prices much less than the big guys with more fun in their creativity, and the quality of the shirt remains exactly the same. Go to BirdlandSports.com. If you get your order in by the end of the week, I promise you, you will still have it in time for opening day. I promise you that. Also, I believe we're going to be doing something fun with Birdland Sports on opening day. I'm working on that those details right now. But uh, looking forward to uh, next Thursday and that partnership. Somebody Who's, uh, who are we playing in the home opener? Uh, I believe they play the Indians. I think is the, no. Who do we play? They play the Yankees. Oh, on the, uh, home opener? They're playing the Yankees. I'm not up to speed. I'm in golf season. I know we're playing the Red Sox tomorrow. You might want to start thinking about it. You'll have great coverage at DrewsMorningDish.com. You got my predictions today. There you go. Uh, If you participate in Would You Rather Wednesday, you can win a T-shirt of your choosing from uh, Birdland Sports. Nice. Number one, Would You Rather. Yes. I am realizing I might have gone too far with this. Okay. But Would You Rather, Lamar Jackson announces today he's changed his mind, and he's just going to accept the original offer from the Ravens. It's all over. Everything's good. It worked out in their favor. Okay. Or, out of nowhere, the Texans offer the 2, the 12, the 33, and the 65 for Jackson. So two first-rounders, a second-rounder, and a third-rounder. So I I, I couldn't care less what the money is. So either Lamar's back. Right. At the price the Ravens wanted. Yeah, but I don't care about that. Well, I do think it matters. It's just because if you think that they shouldn't be paying $250 million in guaranteed money, then you're probably not going to be happy about that scenario. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't care what they do. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't care if they get him, they get him. Like, okay, so Lamar stays, mm-hmm. or he goes to the Texans, which would be really hard to watch him play. Right, because you love those helmets, right? That's, that's and we all the get for it. the two, two, twelve, thirty-three, sixty-five. This year, mm-hmm. I think I would do that. Okay, I think I would do that. I'll take Lamar. I think uh, I think there's still a better team with him. I, I think this has been phrased. I mean, can we get Teddy Bridgewater picks. or not? No, you can't get <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. The, the way it's been phrased by I a think few I would pe- do that. The way it's been phrased by a few people is exactly how I feel. Like, I I would I would still choose the the burden hand. Like, I would still take the I would dance with the devil. I know in this scenario, but if this was the scenario that played out, I would say okay, they they kinda... they did about as well as they could okay, possibly. Yeah. So I I would that might be even I, the way I would count. I would like, I, I want would, them to have. I mean I. All things being equal, the Ravens are not a better team without Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, there are no doubt about that. But if they had to move him and they got that package of players or picks, I think that's a pretty good take for him. Um, yeah, I think that would be about as well as you could do at this point for Lamar. And I would say, okay, specifically because of what the picks are. Like it, yeah, somebody yeah, else, yeah. If, if Washington offered you yeah, two first-rounders, right. you weren't I, getting the number two pick in the draft, it wouldn't be two, the same. You're getting two, a 12, right. 33. Correct. You're basically getting three first-round picks, essentially. Essentially, yes, correct. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I think it would be really good for morale, though, with the team, just like for the team to see that they worked really hard and they got a deal done with the quarterback that everyone loves. I mean, Marlon Humphrey tweets about it every day, and I think it would be really... It is one thing that doesn't get talked about enough. The players that are on this team are living and dying Mm -hmm. over this. Like, they will be apoplectic if it's not Lamar. Now, again, if they draft... Bryce Young, and Bryce Young is a superstar a month from now. They'll be in love with Bryce Young. That's the way that it works. Number two, would you rather the Orioles, to celebrate opening day, announce a new seven-year deal for Adley Rutschman, or they announce a new 10-year deal for Gunnar Henderson with the total money being essentially the same in either deal? Oh, Lord, you and your money. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, just flip a coin. Because the only thing I would say is we've we've seen 120 games of Rutschman, we've seen 24 of Henderson or whatever. I, I probably would say Rutschman just okay. just because I I have seen enough of. I mean I've seen enough of Henderson too, uh, and the hair obviously counts for something. It does count for something. I don't I disagree would, with that. It counts I, for something. I, I would say Rutschman. No, we have somebody took the gun. Did you take the gun or Henderson? Oh yeah, you took Ethan's the gun Henderson t-shirt. Ethan's well, how's Ethan's hair these days? Ethan's, he might have hair down to his well, butt. Well, Ethan's too. got a hair issue at Coward Hall because they have a hair code. Oh, I didn't but know they had a hair but code. Ethan's very close to the hair code. Oh boy. He's like every other kid. Have you gotten a note yet? Have you gotten No, a note? but well, he'd get detention if it violates Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, but they all do the same thing. Do they measure they're, each day? They're right on right, the they cost. cut right up to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I believe that's how my wife said it. Her all girls school that she went to it was that way with like the what you were allowed cleavage to, basically everything else about the, right. the she was like right. you would wear the skirt to the exact no like doubt. like level that you could wear it that was the way right. well, i saw her in the mall the other day things haven't changed nope not at all not at all god bless her for <laughs> it oh god bless her she looks great uh, <laughs> what do you got adley i guess i mean all right adley. same thing i mean I, why do you ask be him? very happy <laughs> he's here okay. it's awkward his sister came in Poor today guy. we're gonna embarrass oh, yeah, right. him in front of his sister Right. Make it seem like he's not part of what we do. She's a nice young lady. Now, I really realize what this is. Now I can't do what I normally do. I have to show and beat him. <laughs> All right. Because yeah, she's here, right. and she would probably report Are you me. older than her? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's 18. This is, and you're what? 22. 22. I have yeah. to pretend like, you know, he's a respected member of the staff here. Right. He's a because member his, of the media. His sister right. is here. Tomorrow, we'll go right back to the post-show beatings. That's right. the way that it'll work. Right. Beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, and number three, would you rather you're hired tomorrow to do PR for Lamar, Ken Francis, and the entire gym? Oh, my God. Or you're hired tomorrow to handle PR for the real-life version of the Roy family from Succession. And, again, you don't watch Succession. Uh, the comparison was it made. It doesn't matter. I'll take Succession. You'll take Succession. For sure. I don't know, Doug. You're- I don't know. I don't know, I man. do the entire gym. I mean, this gym, home but... gym thing, uh, it, it's un- How on earth? Did Lamar get intertwined with this huckster? I mean... It looks pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> it looks pretty cool? Are you insane? It's like a roll-around speaker and like the weights are yeah. on it. I, I, <laughs> okay, just close your eyes and imagine you saying to yourself this. 
you know what I haven't had in a while? A girl. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you know what I think I need to do more of? Work out. To get the girl? Yeah. Is to work out. Now, so far, now, so far, you, I, I think you make a lot of sense. So what I'm going to do, let me ride over here to the gym. Hey, gym lady, membership woman lady. We got we to get to a guest how here. Mu- a how much is the membership here? Well, it's one fifty a month. Well, chucks, I can get the entire gym for $999. I need a girl. Yeah. I think I'm going to buy the gym. Yeah. And then I'm going to drive up to Manchester High School. Easy, and I'm gonna easy, easy. Valley, Manchester Valley. Manchester Stop. Valley. Well, wherever. And I'm going to roll the gym out yeah, to the football that'll field. That'll be impressive. Yes. And the girls are all going to run around and say. an entire gym. <laughs> an entire gym. Hey, you out there working out. Right. Is that the entire gym? Right. <laughs> right here on the track at Manchester oh Valley? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. You got to go. or And the dude's totally. What is, what is your deal? Do you have I'm to go? Here. You're I'm here. I'm just hanging out. I, I never know. I'm getting paid for two hours. I might as well stay. I never. Well, if I had known that, we didn't have to move the guests around today. If I had known that you were just sticking around. Oh, I don't. I never know what I'm doing. That's part of the problem. Well, we have a match today, so I'm very nervous. Oh, okay. So you think being here is going to help? Ease a little bit. If you leave here, then you're going to start thinking too much about the match? Right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a big match today. All right. Uh, uh, Drew Forrester is here. Continue to get me responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll get them up. Or uh, we'll be retweeting them throughout the day. And, of course, somebody will win. A T-shirt from BirdlandSports.com. I'm nice. very, very behind on breaks, so that's what it is. Today's show also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com/offers. Baseball season is here. Bet the Indians. Bet don't the do that. Do not. They don't exist. The Guardians. So don't bet them. You're all in on them. They, I am. They gave uh, Jimenez a nice chunk of money. You can bet fifty dollars with Maryland's newest sports book, Bet Fred, and get up to one thousand one hundred dollars worth of bonus Fred bets, along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up through pressboxonline.com/offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Go to pressboxonline.com/offers now for your shot at winning big. And again, you can start betting the games tomorrow. Joining us now, um, this man I just saw pop up at the Baltimore Banner. Of course, he's been a friend of ours for a long time and has been covering the Orioles. He's been doing his own Substack, so I, I have to ask a question. I assume that he's still going to be doing the newsletter, maximizing playoff odds, but we actually have to at least make sure that we know what we're talking about. He's our friend, John Mioli, and he's back with us now here on GCR. John, it's Glenn and Drew. It's great to catch up, buddy. Thanks for taking the time, as always. Very welcome. Yeah, to answer your question, the uh... – the, the banner has purchased the newsletter, so so we're in the migration phase right now. I'm going to be doing uh, largely the same work, I think. I hope I don't have, you know, I, I had to introduce myself there in a pretty weird circumstance right. and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and you know, take on something that was kind of unpleasant. But, you know, I hope the work is the same. Still get to write about prospects. Still get to do some bigger picture stuff. But it's going to be all be at the banner now, yeah. I love that. I love that. I saw your tweet yesterday, but I couldn't quite figure out if you were going to be doing both or, like, how that was going to work. So I appreciate you uh, clarifying that. That's excellent news. Congratulations, John. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, very excited for you. Now, yes, to start, to start this off, kind of awkward circumstances we have been talking throughout the morning about this you address kind of the elephant in the room which is even if there is a legitimate argument as so many people have made about you know you've got five qualified starters and tyler wells deserves the opportunity to be in the rotation and you shouldn't just force someone in that struggled 
there is still a backdrop to all of this, which is I'm not sure that you've earned the benefit of the doubt for us to be certain that it's not also in some way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, still a little bit about service time manipulation. Yeah, and and that's you know, and that's kind of the the unfortunate reality that a lot of things happen <laughs> happen with the Orioles with at this point. You know, Grayson Rodriguez, you know, by all accounts, was not one of the five best starters in 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 camp. And if he was, he would have been on the team, and they would have been able to say, "Look, we plan on having this guy on the team." You know, service time. You know, future implications be damned. And but they put it kind of in his hands, and and you know. For, for one reason or another, Grayson Rodriguez wasn't able to take that chance. So the Orioles kind of tried to absolve themselves of, of the blame of that, but that's not really the full story. And I think, you know, what I wanted to do, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time as like, you know, some voice of Orioles resistance Twitter, but like there's a lot of things that happen on uh, regarding this team that, that need to be called for what they are. They spend a lot of time and energy um, moving prospects through the minor leagues quickly to challenge them. And then they don't give them the final challenge of being in the big leagues in, in a manner that um, their development would require. They do this at times when it's beneficial to the Orioles um, from a contractual standpoint. And this keeps happening. Um, they have the cover of Grayson Rodriguez's performance uh, for this particular case. I don't know if that justifies what they did, but, but to say that none of these other exigent circumstances have anything to do with it would be pretty uh, disingenuous to just ignore. John, to the point, I brought up, if the issue is the fourth inning, right, because the, the stuff, and Enosaurus brought this up about his stuff plus, the stuff seems to be fine, but if the issue is the fourth inning and you weren't going to have him pitch 300 innings this year anyway, is it really more valuable to the Orioles for a guy that's going to be in, limited innings-wise to be pitching six innings in the minor leagues versus pitching three innings and being piggybacked to start the season in the major leagues? Um, I, I think there is, you know, I, I think there is a benefit to having him pitch deeper into games like that. I mean, you have to remember, this is a guy who in 2021, I think, pitched past the fifth inning one time, and that was because he'd thrown like 50 pitches in that game, and they were like, well, you can go and get a couple more outs. But like 2021 coming out of the pandemic, he was five and dive every single time. He was done. Um, last year, they really didn't start stretching him into that 70, 80 pitch range until May. And that was when he got hurt. So they haven't really given him, you know, the opportunity to learn how to get, you know, hitters out a, a third time, some cases, even a second time. And when we talk about finishing innings in spring training, I mean, there are some of those innings he would have been able to finish if he wasn't on a pitch count limit and didn't pull him in the middle of the innings. And then we might be having a different conversation. So, so I think that, I think that the piggyback solution probably would have been a little overly complicated just based on early season roster stuff. You know, nobody else is built up. Uh, this bullpen might be kind of an issue. So I don't know if planning on piggybacks is going to be the best thing to do, but he could work through the things they're going to be having him work on in Norfolk in the big leagues. And I think that's kind of where that's kind of where I fall on that. John, I'm not sure what your assessment is of the win total for the year. Um, but it, let's just use what happened last year as an example, eighty, you know, the eighty-three win mark or whatever. If they don't have a good year, what what would it be like? If that, if you were going to finish that sentence, if September rolls around and the Orioles are a seventy-two win team, what would be the biggest factor in your mind? Um, I, I think there would be two big factors in that. I think, like, like I just mentioned, I think that last year's outperformance was driven in large part by 
the bullpen being pretty deep and pretty reliable. Um, I don't know sitting here in March that that's going to be the case right now. I don't know if, if, you know, the solid starts that they got last year are going to lead to, you know, are going to lead to wins to be perfectly honest. If, if a starter gives off a lead in the fifth inning, um, there's a lot of ground to cover before you get to Felix Bautista. And I'm not sure who's going to be doing that at this point. I think that's going to be a factor. And honestly, when these players that, that we're all expecting to come up from Norfolk and, and hopefully help get to the majors and, and what kind of opportunity they get when they're here is going to be the signing of that as well. Um, you know, there's, there's a world where this team doesn't really start well and they could, they could say, all right, Grayson, DL Hall, you know, Jordan Westberg, let's go. Like, let's do this. Let's turn this around right now. And there's a world where that doesn't happen until like July. So if this doesn't, you know, if this season doesn't go to the expectations that, that a lot of fans have, I think those two things um, are probably going to be the reason why. It's interesting you bring that up. John Mioli, now with the Baltimore banner, is with us here on GCR. It's interesting you bring that up, John, because it's like I think the, the obvious statement is, well, the Orioles season will be determined by um, what Adley Rutschman does in season two, what Gunnar Henderson does in his first full season, if Grayson Rodriguez gets here. But it, I've thought through the, I think the story of this season is so much more about you know, Austin Hayes and Jorge Mateo and the guys that, you know, even Cedric Mullins to some extent because of his age, the guys that we don't know with certainty. Yeah, are, you know what the other two dudes are going to do. They're going to rake. Well, we think, we yeah, hope. Right. But, like, there's still a bunch of guys that we don't even know what they're going to do this year, and we don't really know what their role is long term in Baltimore. We don't know if they're actually part of a long term solution or if they're guys who you're going to have to make way for the, you know, the Colton Cowsers of the world and, you know, some of the guys that you brought up, Jordan Westberg. So, so much of this season to me is really about that secondary group of guys, the guys that have, that have been here, that have had moments, but we're still just not really sure if they're guys that you're committing real money to and are announcing as definitive parts of this, or if they're ultimately the guys that were the placeholders until the real guys got here. Yeah, and I think you know, and I think there's a version of the season where where it's the latter, and and we're talking about guys who are still holding the spot, but they perform well. All of them, as you mentioned, have done it before and have the capability to do it again. I think Cedric Mullins, um, you know, honestly has the potential to be closer to the guy he was in 2021 than the guy he was last year. This year, it's kind of just flying under the radar. Someone like Ryan Mountcastle. Um, the expectation is that you know, his performance will, will align with the expected stats from last year. And then you're talking about something really good. Austin Hayes made some really um, significant adjustments to the swing that the hitting staff down there was really in Sarasota was really excited about and, and bore out in spring training. That, that was, you know, going to be a net positive for him. So there's, there's, there's opportunities you know, for those guys. And honestly, the guys they brought in free agency and in trades and stuff, you know, they are the ones who are going to supply the floor for this team. You know, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, those guys are ceiling raisers. They can make probably make a team that's decent, uh, good. That's what we saw last year. Um, but it's really going to be about, you know, the floor raisers. How, you know, how they raise the floor. Where they where those guys set the floor. If they're if they're going to have a season where they each have you know one or two good months and four terrible months, yeah. then this team's going to be inconsistent. If they if if they are the best versions of them, themselves for most of the season, then this is going to be a pretty good team. But. But it's really, I, I think, I kind of agree that it comes down to those guys, and I put the bullpen in that same category. John, anything new on the ownership front at all that you're hearing? You know, obviously, this uh, continues to be an ongoing story, not just with the lease, but more with the family and the whole strife with the lawsuit that appears to now be put under the 
you know, put on the back burner. But anything new on that at all? Not, not that I've heard. Uh, nothing that hasn't been reported by all the various outlets around here. Uh, it seems like it seems like getting the lease done is the first priority. Uh, Westmore was down at spring training when I was, and they were talking about, um, you know, the expectations that that's going to be done soon. I think that's going to be important, and I think that that otherwise you're just in a kind of a waiting game to see um, what happens with the mass decision, what happens with all these types of, you know, second degree variables that that are going to influence the Orioles' ownership situation and and how this particular group is able to go forward all that stuff kind of depends on on you know checking those big picture boxes to make sure that everything is settled there so we can kind of figure out what's going on next it it feels like that that's not necessarily a fait accompli anymore that when peter is gone that the the two boys are just going to get rid of the team like i feel i feel like four or five years ago and that was always just sort of like it's a done deal as soon as Peter passes away, the boys are going to be out of it, and it's over with. And I don't know that it feels like that anymore. Yeah, you know, it, it was pretty interesting um, in the uh, the Martin Luther King Day press conference and, and all the uh, all all the hubbub that came around it. You know, he came out and said that they own seventy percent of the team. Um, when, when you factor in, that means thirty percent of you know minority owners in the in the in the partnership group. There's a pretty significant um, you know area in those percentages for for a stake to be sold in the Angelos family to maintain control, but also bring a significant capital injection into, uh, into this organization. I know that, you know, the, the San Diego Padres, for example, you know, their owner is incredibly wealthy and, and doesn't mind spending money, but he also, you know, knows what his seed investment in the team was and what he has invested in it. And every time the franchise valuation goes up, he sells a chunk of it to, finance the things that we're seeing them do on the baseball field because you know right. it's one thing to have theoretical value and it's another thing to turn that value into into money that you can spend on your baseball team so so i i think that's that's a pretty reasonable uh you know theory to have if the orioles did that it might it might change things in in a pretty meaningful way because that's the type of thing that it seems like needs to happen um based on the current revenue streams and how they want to spend them um that if there's going to be you know meaningful investment on the field it might need to come from from that kind of capital injection because they clearly are spending, you know, what they feel comfortable doing on the major league team now, and, and the rest of the revenues are are, uh, are otherwise accounted for, I suppose. And, and John, I'll wrap with it. So to add to that, the I keep saying you can say whatever you want about spending in free agency down the road. There's nothing that will invigorate this fan base more than spending money on Adley Rutschman than spending doing or Lamar. Some, well, that would help too. Yeah, that would be good. Sign Lamar. Like, like spending money on your own guy and saying, look, stop listening to people say, well, he's just going to be a Yankee in five, four years anyway. Like, stop that. We're telling you we are committed. This guy is ours the way that, you know, literally every other baseball team is doing, and yet the Orioles have still never done. And I, I would think that it's sort of the same thing. If we're holding our breath that that's going to come now, to your point, there probably needs to be some sort of injection to get it. And it feels like, there's there's maybe a clock ticking, particularly with Adley, because we know there's really likely, because of the position he plays, only going to be one time, and his age, one time that he can get mega money. And so the closer he gets to free agency, it feels like the more difficult it would be to do something like this. I, I agree with that. I think that his situation is, is, is a unique one. You know, he got the largest signing bonus anyone's ever gotten uh, at the time of, of his signing in the draft. So, and... You know, he knows 
what his value is both to this team and to the organization. Um, I would be very, very fascinated to see if there are negotiations going on, what, what those look like, um, everything that we know about the Orioles and, and to a lesser extent, how, um, you know, members of this front office operated in Houston, given, you know, some of the recent books about them. Um, they like to keep these kind of contract extensions, you know, pretty low and pretty team friendly. And my, 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 gut feeling is there's probably a pretty wide gap between what the Orioles want to give Adley Rushman on a long-term extension and what Adley Rushman would accept. But, but I do think that to your point, that type of move, that kind of declaration that this isn't all just going to be transient. This isn't all going to be, you know, Tampa Bay Rays roster churn and you get used to a guy until he's expensive. And then we trade for another guy who's less expensive, you know, that this isn't going to be that it would take an Adley Rushman uh, type extension to, to kind of, assuage those concerns well at least they didn't come out and say we're going to be the next tampa or anything like that because that would really make you wonder if they're not going to hold on to their guys uh at john mioli on twitter of course and now so I, i'm gonna it's not just coverage the baltimore banner but maximizing playoff odds continues with the baltimore banner i'm um i don't know um oh, okay. I believe they have a sports newsletter it's called the point they launched it on it. monday um, i think the articles are going to go out in that okay um i don't know if i don't know if that silly name that i landed on um because i had to name it something a couple years ago is going to live on if it doesn't you know rest in peace and peace but but, <laughs> but what i've been uh, you know what our negotiations and and my own uh, focus was on was that you know the work got to stay the same so i think i think that's, that's you know matters. and they they agreed to that and yep. i think the rest of the details are kind of still getting ironed out no doubt uh brother happy for you congratulations look forward to chatting more this season thanks for taking the time for us this morning right. thanks talk to you soon john mioli with us in the baltimore banner here on gcr all right when we come back in i do want to talk a little uh i'll get your pick for not the masters the <sighs> the, the final four this this weekend i'm not sure if you heard they're going to do that. The Mm-mm. basketball. It's an event they're going to do this weekend. I'll take Maryland. And, and uh, I don't think I'll it's going to be. I, I bet Ryan Odom going to VCU. And I want to talk about some rumors that are floating around about well, the college basketball Zach coaching Eadie's, movement. Zach Eady's transferring. That's right. There's that. Is I was, he? Well, no. Boy, there was another. That guy's uh, a stiff, by the way. Uh, we'll talk about, a little bit a about stiff. college basketball next, including. Go Terps. Maybe Ryan Odom to VCU, which is what I was going to tease. And Drew. Oh. Because he's a radio professional. Just well, because I follow sports. That's right on. <laughs> right I do on. follow sports. I got the Terps this weekend. Glenn Clark Radio. Lady Terps are going all the way. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC has great news for you. We have funding available for short-term career programs like project management starting this March. Gain valuable skills to advance your career and get back on track. With CCBC's project management program, you'll learn how to effectively plan, organize, and execute projects. This is your chance to make a positive change in life. Contact us at 443-840-2222 or online ccbcmd.edu for more information. CCBC Project Management. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know what's on Grinder or anything, I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Yes, go ahead. Who was that? It was Paul. It was Paul. What on earth? What? Paul's on Grinder? Well, I don't know. He said Sounded like he said that. Yeah, he said, well, he said he didn't know if you could. How's find he doing, it by Grindr. the way? That goof. Paul? Yeah. What are you, what are you fighting with Paul? <laughs> Can hear him on the bat around every Saturday. How's Paul morning. doing? He's doing fine. Poor Paul. Um, so here's what's going to happen on Ted Lasso. Here's <laughs> okay. my official prediction. Okay. There, by, by the way, this I think has to involve some amount of spoilers. If you haven't watched yeah. the first two episodes of season three yet, okay. Like just be prepared. Come back in five minutes. Okay. There. Right. Please. We got to take another commercial break. They're going to clearly. They're going to play West Ham at some point in a pivotal sort of championship game. Right. Uh-huh. Rupert owns West Ham. AF, AF Richmond or AE Richmond or whatever AFC. the hell they're called. AFC Richmond. <laughs> AFC. They're, they're going to play in the front. Rupert is going to get a hold of Zava before the game and offer him money to, 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 throw, oh, to throw the oh, game. Okay. Zava would never do that. I'm, this is my... Right. A, a man that had the integrity okay. to sign with AFC Richmond. Yeah, exactly. As he was about to hold a press conference how's a, with... How's Chelsea. a million pounds sound? For AFC Richmond to not win this weekend, mm-hmm. Zava says, "Deal." Mm-hmm. Zava has a contentious relationship in episodes f- three through twelve okay. with Ted, sort of like the Jamie Tart relationship. Sure. Sure. Zava thinks he's a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm a great player. You're a nothing. Right. Well, and so he's yeah. predisposed 
to when Rupert says, you want to stick it up right. his rear end, right. here's you know. how we do it. Right. So I don't... And I there's think- a penalty kick with four minutes left in the game. And, and Zava and something takes that, it. Something that Ted said to Zava convinces him that he should actually not throw the game. Correct. Because Ted's yeah. going to find out that he's going to throw the game, and he's not going to do anything about it because he's Ted. And Zava's going to stand there, and Rupert's going to be looking at him, and Zava's going to look up into the stands, mm-hmm. and Rupert's going to look at Zava, and Zava's going to look at the stands, and Zava's going to stand there, and this is it. Do I sky it over the bar, right. or, or do I make it? Because Jamie Tart is unhappy now, so what? A, he's going to transfer out, right? Uh, I Jamie, hope so. Why do you think Jamie Tart's unhappy? Because he's always unhappy. He yeah, was he's hugging Roy Kent. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, geez. I don't, he wasn't thrilled that Zava was... And Zava, eh. ma- and Zava makes it. And gives up the million pounds. So I have been convinced all season. Oh, God, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I have been convinced. This is con- better than talking about Grayson Rodriguez. Father, do you know someone who's talked to God? Like, is like you're over there. Uh, like, yeah. D- uh, do the pr- does the priest at your church. Father Jeff. Actually talk to God. Of course. Can you get him in touch with Griffin? Sure. Lamar Jackson tweeted last week, I want what God wants from me. And we're trying to figure out what God wants for Lamar Jackson. God wants him to be happy. Well, I, okay, you're saying that, but do you talk to God, or does the priest talk to God? Yeah, everybody talks to God. You can well, talk to I, God anytime you I want. Have not, sure I have you not. Can. I have not heard from God. I have not you're, heard from him. You're sitting right where you are now because God wants you to be there. Uh, I, that might be true, but I would just like to have— It is true. I, th- that I would like for the priest, the person that's talked to God— Well, you're a priest. To talk, I am. I was just talking about it the other day. <laughs> I am a Buddhist priest. I think it's still good. I'm not sure. You can talk to God anytime you want. All right, well, we'll, I, we'll get to the bottom of this another day then. Okay. Um, Here's I have always believed that ultimately that the ultimate Ted story is for the story to really be Nate's redemption. That he's so selfless that somehow the end of the season is actually Nate realizing how much he's screwed up and Nate realizing that he needs to atone for his sins, if you will, mm-hmm. and how that actually plays out. Because I think it go one of two ways. I think it could easily be that Ted finds out that Zava is going a to plant is something like that. And then Ted ultimately ends up or that Zava's cheating somehow, something like that. And Ted is so selfless that he, you know, sits Zava for the championship or something like that. And Nate realizes what Ted's doing and you know something along. It, uh, it, we all know something weird's gonna happen. Correct. Like I And Zava isn't to, there to just be Zava is going to play an integral role in this thing. Sure. I think that ultimately this season ends with Nate coming back to Richmond to replace Ted. That's the, okay. That's how this all... Okay. But it, there is no more season after there's, this. There's a... Well, correct. Yeah, that's, that's, what yeah. that's what I'm saying. But right. it ends. Like, that's how you... It's no longer If we a story don't get to Ted. see Roy Kent with his shirt off at least once... Well, that's... I'm, you know what? I'm with you on that. I'm, 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 I'm not going to... I'm, 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 I'm done. That. All right. Quickly. Um, by the way, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. You didn't dealer. mention Ryan Odom. By, that's what... Buy a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Ryan Odom, really weird. Last night, um, Dick Hoops Weiss, who is about as plugged in as it gets, said it was done. Today, everybody else is like, well, it's not actually done, but Mike Rhodes has left VCU for Penn State. And now... Where did the Penn State coach go? He went to Notre Dame. Okay. Micah Shrewsbury. Oh, right, because of Bray. Yes. Right. Okay. And now the belief, Jeff Jeff 
And Willard, so Jeff Willard, Goodman, Willard's going to Utah State? I, I don't think it's going to work that way. <laughs> Jeff Goodman reported it this way this morning. VCU coach Mike Rhodes is currently deep in negotiations with Penn State. Okay. If Rhodes does take the job, the front runner for the VCU job will be Ryan Oda. So, uh, this is a stupid question. The Utah State job, the VCU job is better than the Utah that's, State job? That's one of the things. that I, it's, it's largely a lateral move. It's yeah. largely a lateral No move. disrespect, but... So the, this comes down to, I think, one core thing. Remember, Feinstein brought up last week that George Mason should go all in for Ryan Odom. And I said to Feinstein last week, I was like, "That's there's no world in which Mason is a better job than Utah State. Um, Nor VCU. I think you can at least make the argument for VCU because okay. they have a more recent Final Four trip, because they have a more recent... Well, but that was 15 years ago. Well, not... No, Mason's was 15 years ago. Right. VCU's was like 10, 10 years ago. Right. Yes, correct. Um... I think there's a bigger argument for they can be the kings of that conference and could even maybe bat their eyes towards the Big East. Like, you know, boy, you guys might not want one more team, huh? Maybe one more and have that argument for them. But it is definitely, at the moment, a lateral move. The difference being, and the point that Feinstein was trying to make about Mason, is we also all know the affinity that Ryan Odom has for this area. Well, let's get him. I mean, it'd be great if we could get him positioned here where he could take over for Willard. We could win some games. Right. I'm trying to figure out what the where the Willard <laughs> angst. I thought you were a— well, we, we, lost thought, the, we lost again in the first true. round. That's, no, they didn't lose in the first round. They well, lost I mean the, the second, second round. round. We didn't get through the first weekend. Yeah, I, I thought you uh, were— We need better than I thought that. that you were a number one fan now. I we need better. Drew Terps over here. <laughs> it's a strange moment. That's we need better. I— Ultimately, I believe that Ryan Odom wants to be in this area. I now, agree. You can't live in Annapolis and work at VCU. That's not going to work. Right. Now, maybe if Mrs. Odom, and the word is that Mrs. Odom loved Annapolis so much, maybe there's some world where she just says, you can have a, you know, your place. Annapolis is awesome. It's a great place. Nobody's going to yeah, argue about that. There. It's beautiful. So if she says, I would like to go back to living there, and you can you know, have your place in Richmond, and then we can do Maybe that's the way it works. I don't think that works. I, don't, I, I can't speak to their relationship. I think that ultimately, if you're Ryan Odom, it's about where do you want this to end? And I think that it's difficult for you to go from Utah State to, let's just say in two years, Tony Bennett retires for whatever. He just says he does the Jay Wright thing where he doesn't need to. He's just, I've won a national championship. Right. I'm, I'm, tired, lo- I'm, tired, I'm tired of losing, losing in the first round. I'm tired of losing lot, these right? scrubs. Like, right. I, I, I'm just good. Okay. I, don't, I don't need this anymore. I think it's tougher to go from Utah State to Virginia than it is to go from VCU to Virginia. I think sure. just the geography you're of in that, the You're in the recruiting, the fertile recruiting ground. I, I, I get it. I think that would be the way that Ryan Odom would look at it and say, even if it's a lateral move, it's ultimately the part of the world that I want to end up in. Whether it's Or maybe it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of family history at Wake Forest. Maybe that's sure. at some point the job that he wants. Like, whatever it is... Larinaga can't coach in Miami forever. Not forever, no question about that. This side of the country, I think it's yeah, easier for schools here to say we're hiring the VCU coach than it is the Utah State coach. Like I, a lot of people in basketball circles said last year, Nico Medved from Colorado State was a very qualified candidate for the Maryland job, and then everybody in the state of Maryland said, "Who the f is Nico Medved?" Right, sure. Like there would have been an uproar if Maryland had hired Nico Medved. And I don't know. Instead, we got this guy. Now we can't right, get out of the first round. It's very weird that ah. all of a sudden it's super weird. My bra- like that's how's just- your bracket doing, by the way? Oh, great, man. I had uh, I got two out of four. Nailed I it. Got, I had FAU. Yeah? Um, yeah? I'm trying to think. I had FAU, San Diego State. I had UConn. Who else did I have in my final four? I had FAU, San Diego State, UConn, 
I don't remember who my other who my other team was in the Final Four. Okay. But I had FAU. It's amazing. Played San Diego State. I just didn't. That's un, it's incredible. It's incredible that you did. Why didn't you bet more? And I. Why and, oh, you, I had Miami. Oh my God. <laughs> so I had yeah, Texas, really well. Kansas State. So I was in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna win? Uh, who's playing? Oh, I think. Um, I think. Sounds like me talking about the Masters. I think UConn will beat FAU in the final. UConn beats FAU in the final. So I do. I mean, everybody is in agreement that it's UConn's kind of to lose at this point. I, I do think. Which that, is bizarre, right? It's almost insane from where they were. They weren't even a factor in no, February 1st. No, at all. Miami got beat by Maryland by 50 points. Miami was good. It's so funny. But that, again, it's, so it's funny bizarre. To think about that. Like it's so these funny four to teams. They blew a twenty-five point lead to Florida State in February. Dude, these correct. four and Florida teams, State was awful. These yes. four teams. And wasn't it at home? I think it was. <laughs> these four teams are unbelievable that they're in the do final. You, four. Do you think this is the future of the NCAA? Do you think that between the portal and NIL, it there will not be dominant teams, and it would just default to... We've always talked about... I, mean, I don't know what the NIL has to do with it, it's, but, but it's just r- the upheaval... Well, the NIL, it sort of plays into the portal. The idea of free agency in college basketball that you can't build really good teams for an entire season. It's just going to be, did you do enough to get in, and then whatever happens over the span of six games is what happens. It may, sure. it may encourage more guys to take a fifth year, like Jameer Young, instead that's, of going overseas. That, that will end. Like, There's only four yeah. years of you getting the option for a fifth year. Like After... Everybody that came into college basketball starting in 2021 does not yeah, get they the have one more year of that, year. and that's Correct. it. Right. Um, so that's over. I, it, I mean, I, something's going on. I mean, it's really – but I always say this, and I'm not suggesting that they should do it the way the women do it, but because I, I'm going to counter myself when I say this. The, the best teams in women's basketball sort of kind of wind up getting there, right? Now, your argument may be, well, that's because they get to go play at home, where the landscape is it's, tilted in is, their favor. It is tougher, sure. And, and in this tournament, the, I've always said this, the the thing that equalizes the field is the neutral court. Fair, there were also still two number one seeds knocked out on the first weekend right. in the women's tournament right. as well. But the, 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 but generally speaking, that doesn't happen. Uh, not as, not, and, we don't normally see this. And in this, in this men's tournament, the great equalizer is the neutral court. But by far, mm-hmm. you, it this is how if FAU played Purdue, but, but it still wasn't like this ten years ago. There wasn't been, FAU, uh, Fairly Dickinson. Right. If Fairly Dickinson played Purdue ten times at Purdue, they'd lose all ten games, almost certain, uh, without yes. question. So the the neutral court definitely has a way of of, neut- ah, <laughs> of neutralizing. How about things. that? Right. So I I think you see this when it's. I do think you see this when it's a neutral court. You see more of it. You see more teams beating teams, and you're like, how's that happen? But these four in particular, it's bizarre. I just, I just can't get over that these are the four final teams. It's incredible. I um, I, I don't think it's going to be like this every year. I think that next year they're going to be back. Yeah, well, I mean, they, got, they got like five of the top ten Duke. players coming in next Duke year. Be back. Well, they upped their payroll. Yeah, They had to. <laughs> they, had, they had to. Tired of losing to North yeah, Carolina. Right. I don't think that guy did a nice job this year, though. Uh, the Shire kid. I think he did a decent job. Yeah, he I, did a nice job, I, dude. It's impossible to follow this guy. It's impossible. Oh yeah. You're you're following. Yes. Arguably yeah, the greatest college right, basketball coach ever. I like, agree. You're, you're but, and you and you're following okay. him and you're. But are you sure that he's not really the coach still? 
Like, and I mean to be honest about it. I don't think so. Are you sure, particularly with recruiting, are you sure that he isn't still a major factor? I find it very hard to believe he is completely, he single-handedly picked the guy that was going to replace him and is just not involved at all, really. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he could be involved. I mean, but this I goes I, back to our debate about the succession thing. Like, well, I, I know, just don't but I mean, think I think he could be involved, but I don't know to what degree you think he well, would. No, I don't think he's in-game coaching, but right. I absolutely still believe that Mike Shashevsky is making phone calls in recruiting, and Mike Shashevsky okay, is well, still. Well, maybe, but you, well, but and you would say he, they'd be insane to not. They have still him have do to that. play basketball. I, you're right, and they they lost. I'm not sure if you remember. That I part. know. I was so hey, disappointed. I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. I had um, them winning the whole thing. The NFL, by the way, ah. tabled all of the fun rule proposals that you guys were looking at yesterday. The only, they only, they brought in the number zero. They did. The only thing they did dumb was the Thursday thing. Well, oh yeah, that's different. Let's give two Thursday night games the team. Yeah. Well, and then, I liked. I'll tell you what I liked. I liked in lieu of the onside kick, the fourth no, down thing. You no, didn't like that? I hate it. I, <laughs> I hate did. It. I liked that's, it. That's a joke to me. That's a joke. I, but I did say, if you're going to do it, do it from the 25-yard line. Don't. The only thing I, the thing I really don't like about it is that it allows for somebody to just throw a bomb and get beat downfield and grab, draw a pass interference. So, so I would almost say, yeah, line it up from the 20. You can't have a pass interference. <laughs> like, well, I mean, then then everybody's I, just going to commit pass interference know, on it. There's got to be a way. To- no, what I would say is, you line them up from the 20 and have them go into the end zone. If they convert there. Then they get the ball back at their own thirty-five or their own thirty or something like. That. If so you've like got to do this, so like a massive two-point conversion. Yes, just take away. The, it's unfair to the defense to have to defend the whole field. Shorten the field, make it still beneficial to the defense. If you can convert, God bless well, a fourth you. Fourth and twenty. If you can throw it from the twenty into the end zone, right, and convert. But having to con- defend the entire field is is not fair to the defense that's leading in the game and has done that's all the fair work. Too. Like, go line them up at the 20, make them go into the end zone and see if they can convert, if you feel the need to do this. I would just say you, you should, it shouldn't be easier for you to try to get the ball back when you've been getting your ass kicked all game. Like, I agree. That, oh, Lamar just tweeted out, Harbaugh sucks and so does, think, so does I Eric. I don't think that's what he said. I don't think that's the case. That's what it just says here. LJ yeah, era. Yeah, is that, Harbaugh sucks that, and so does that, Eric. Is that what you see there? <laughs> Who's your pick for the Raven, your first Raven to wear number zero? Bateman. Well, Rashad Bateman's yeah, already Bateman said he was, was like, he already tweeted about it. I don't yeah. think he said he's going to, but he definitely already put out a tweet. Is that who you give it to? If you wear zero, what? you're a zero. <laughs> Who Why do wears you care? Number zero? He shouldn't wear zero. What? No one should wear zero. He wore number zero in college. He was pretty good. Well, yeah, it was college. Yeah, you're Still a zero. Would... Anything else? I, you, if I'm coaching, no one wears zero. Okay. We got to take one more break. It's like 13. Who's ever been good we to wear 13? We got to take a break. I got a meeting at Glory Days I got to get to. I got to I got to do that. You, All right. You got to you want to no, I'm going. All right. I got to leave. Well, you could stay if you'd like. No, I got to go. All right, very good. Drewsmorningdish.com. Yes. Baseball predictions today. Fairways and Greens. Braves Sunday. and Guardians in the right, World yeah. Series. I'm glad you learned what the team is called. Fairways and Greens on Sunday at noon. You'll be previewing the Masters on 105.7 The Fan. No doubt. You, you want, want my it? Masters winner right now? Yes, I do. Should I give it to you? I would. In, in advance of Drew's Morning Day? No, I just write it down here and I'll oh. react to it. I'll react to who your Masters winner is. Okay. Of course, there's uh, I'm trying to think of who I think it's going to be. I think the name he's going to write down is Shingo Katayama. Is he still I'm going to go... Uh, ah, Morikawa. I think he's got a great shot. I gotta be honest with you. Is it Morikawa? That's, that's a hell of a pick. It's not Morikawa. Okay. The There's your winner. Okay. All right. Is I mean, it, that would that would be good. For, that'd be good for the sport. There's your winner. That would be a you know. A, a I good know he winner. hasn't. His form hasn't been great the last three or four yeah, weeks. That'd be good for the sport. But he's your winner. So go ahead. <laughs> who do you want? Well, no, it's not who I want. Who's going to win? Who I think mm. is going to win. I'm going to go. 
Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Why are you hiding yours? Go Poor Chi-Chi. I'm going to go with that Poor name Chi-Chi. right there is right. who I think is going to win the match. Poor okay. Chi-Chi. Drew Forrester. We'll see, All you, right. ne- we'll see you next week. Uh, we, um, yeah, okay, sure. We'll see you in three weeks, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Maybe let Griffin know what your plans are so I'm not moving guests around okay. because you're – I'll, he'll be here for the 10 a.m. hour. So Griffin starts booking guests at 10 a.m. hour. I'm like, move him to the 11 a.m. hour if Drew's going to be here in the 10 a.m. hour. I'll be here for a while. Oh, for God's sakes. Come back in. Tidbit two, but to wrap up the day. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC is here to help. With funding available for short-term career programs, you can get back on your feet in no time. Starting this March, become a certified apartment maintenance technician to secure your future. CCBC's program offers hands-on training and prepares you for a rewarding career in the growing field of property management. Don't wait any longer. Call 443-840-2222 or online at ccbcmd.edu for more details. CCBC, apartment maintenance technician. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222. 2222 or ccbcmd.edu. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat-around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn... Um, what's wrong with you? All right, winding down. Drew's he said he was leaving, and he hasn't left yet. Well, I got, what? I got stuff going on. You got stuff going on? Well, I got to get a check. Well, help jo- us out. Oh. I got to get a check from oh, John. Might, it's been two years. Might, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't hold your breath. I still wouldn't hey, hold John, your breath. Hey, John, come and meet my buddy Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, just stay. We'll just do the tidbit and two, and we'll wrap up the show. That's all well, we're doing. Well, can here. I? Isn't there something I can do to sabotage this segment? Oh, how? <laughs> just being here. Yes. You've done a great job. Uh, what else? What other shtick did you prepare that you had to go worked let out Knox of your out. system? Is that your dog? Yeah. Okay. Then go let Knox out. I will. Maybe okay. wait. Tidbit is brought to you. I don't know what we're doing. By the Baltimore County Police Department. They're I holding a hiring. See ya. Drew Forrester. They're holding a hiring camp. By the way, you, you missed the trash can. You're just leaving trash on the floor. So other than that, appreciate it. They're holding a hiring camp this Saturday. If you have a passion for service and you're looking for a career for life, 8.30 on Saturday morning, the Baltimore County Police Department is hosting this hiring camp. 410-887-5521 is the phone number. You've got to get signed up by by calling that number. You have to call that number in order to get signed up. You can't just show up at the public safety building in Towson. If this is the time for you, if you want to be a part of the change that you want to see in the community, if you've been looking for a career change, they have very competitive salaries and bonuses, incentives, advancement opportunities with the Baltimore County Police Department. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com to find out more. But if you want to be there on Saturday for the hiring camp, they're doing everything. 410-887-5521. Tidbit. All right, so this will be the first Final Four uh, without an All-American ever. That's interesting. No first-teamer, no second-teamer, no third-teamer in the final. Voting began in 1948. This is the first time that there will be no All-American in the Final Four. Uh, Also, it is the first time since 1970. We can go through. There's reasons for that, right? This goes back to once upon a time, guys stayed in school longer, and so there were more veteran teams. There's reasons for it, but it also speaks to how random this year's Final Four is, for sure. First time since 1970. Like it, I don't even know who the argument is. Is Sanogo the best player left in the Final Four? Isaiah point? Wong, maybe? Maybe. I, maybe. Yeah. I mean, know, I guess like Sanogo because... Sanogo, yeah. Just because he's so big and... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I don't. I just don't even... It's not a star-powered Final Four, yeah. for sure. Uh, this will be the first time there, since 1970. There wasn't a whole lot of star power in the whole tournament either. Yeah, right? I mean, and outside we, of we the... We talked about There's a reason why the... Guys, we, yeah. There was a reason why the women were the ones getting the NIL you know, deals yeah. with commercials because... Caitlin Clark's a star. Aaliyah Boston's a star. It's like Angel Reese is a star. No one can name a Duke player right now. You know, like 100. Yeah. percent I mean, the only players that were known commodities in college basketball this season. Armando were, Baycott, maybe. Yeah. I, I guess just because he had made a run, he'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. you know, and Zach Eady and Drew Timmy and you know Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah. Like I, it's it's it was just that that kind of year. First time since 1970 that three teams will make their Final Four debut in the final in the same Final okay. Four. Uh, those three teams in 1970. Yeah, sure, I mean it could be anybody. Oregon might have. No, they were in there no. before. Yeah, they're all mid-majors. Seton Hall could have been in there. Syracuse could have been seven. I don't know. Saint Bonaventure. Okay. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. And New Mexico State. All right, so those are much more random. Like, yeah. I, like I was like, it was possible as programs that turned into like right. big time. Bat- New Mexico State, of course, this year. We found hey. out it was just a money laundering scheme. Mm. Like that's all that New Mexico it's State basketball was. It's tough year for the yeah. tough year for the Aggies. Um, and what a drop off too, because they were like, what were they like undefeated five sometime within the last five years or almost one hundred? They were undefeated in the conference like a couple years in a row. Yeah, Mexico State. Um, it'll be the first time that two teams from the state of Florida make their final four appearances. The only time that the in tournament history where two teams from the same state made the final four was 1954. State of Pennsylvania saw LaSalle okay. and Penn. You How Penn. about that? If you say so. Or no, sorry, Penn State. Oh, Penn State. All right. my, my fault, my fault. I'm, I'm surprised Penn State ever made a Final Four. I know, four. I'm surprised too. Yeah. Uh, I actually would be less surprised by Penn making yeah. a Final Four than Penn State making a Final Four. 
Uh, tonight, uh, Kevin Durant will make his son's home debut. Yeah, it was well, it was supposed to be a couple yes, weeks ago, yeah. but then he slipped. Make sure the floor is dry tonight. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so and, and Charles Barkley be, called him a baby or something. I, it, did he really? He said he, he said it, like I it was it sens- be, I think he said he was sensitive. He will be trying to break Charles uh, Charles's home debut record with the Suns of thirty seven points. Okay, so that's what uh, okay. that's, that's the thing to watch. I, sure, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry both have now made two hundred fifty threes in the same season. This is the first time they've done this since twenty seventeen, and the uh, third time D- they've done it overall. Despite injuries, yeah. despite like everything, it's remarkable. Right? Third time they've done it. They did it back to back in sixteen, so fifteen, sixteen, and then sixteen, seventeen. They did okay. it back to back. This is the third year they've done it. No other duo has ever scored two hundred fifty threes. Man, yeah, and again, they haven't <laughs> played every game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the season's not over. Uh, Baseball Savant came out with a uh, new uh, catching stat. Uh, they're actually coming out with another one, I think. Uh, either it already did. or But th- this one came out at the beginning of the month. Uh, it is called Blocks Above Average. Uh, and it takes the blocking numbers from uh, like wild pitch pass ball m- numbers from last year. And uh, Adley Rushman, number one on the list. Most blocks above average, 18. Cool. Do you think you can name the... Uh, no. Oh, not on. a chance in the hell. What, are we seriously doing this? Is yeah. this really what you came up with? Yeah. I'm just stat. guessing catchers. Blocks I, the best, how would I, the it, best catchers. It's Adley's not the best a statistic that I would have any ability to know. I'd just be literally guessing names of catchers. Got to know everyone that's chasing Adley. Real Muto. Real Muto is third. He had 14 blocks above average I mean, he's last good, year. So, like, that makes sense. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, uh, not the greatest. He had six. Six blocks. He was bottom. He Stinks. 11th. Stinks. They should they should kick him out of baseball the way mm-hmm. they kicked him out of the Academy Awards. See if we can round out the top five. Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez, uh, not known for his uh, defensive catching abilities I, anymore. I, Only five blocks. Wilson Contreras. Not Wilson Contreras. The dude uh, in Tor- Kirk, Toronto. Alejandro Kirk, fourth on the list. 12 blocks above average. How many guys am I trying to name? I don't even know if I know There's this many more catchers. Two more. Give me two more so we can round out the top five. Yankees catcher. Oh, um, oh God, oh God. He was on. Uh, oh God, shut up, shut okay. up, shut up, shut up, shut up. The Yankees catcher, uh, Trevino. Yep, Jose okay. Trevino. Jose Trevino was second, actually, second best uh, defensive catcher in terms of blocking. Okay. He had 15 blocks above average, so Adderley is still three outs above Yo, the I next mean, best. Everybody guy. else sucks. Rounding out the fifth, fifth, he was on. He's now on the Braves. He was on the A's last year. He is, uh, he's got a brother that plays the same position. One of the Murphy brothers. Oh, Sean Murphy? Sean Murphy. Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy of the A's had 12 blocks above average. Right. Tomas Nito as well, top six. Okay. Those are the top six best blocking super, catchers in the league. Adley, random. far and away the best one. Just me naming. Name some catchers. And then I realize I don't know that many catchers Robinson anymore. Chirinos was somehow, he, he was in the top 13 uh, good, good with, for, with also six. So he was well, tied, that was one of the things 11. we talked about before Adley yeah. Regiment got here. Is he was definitely a better option than you know some of the guys the Orioles had tried it out before. Uh, do we know the story? Is James McCann going to be good for opening day? Or? He no, I don't think so. so I think Ben Boom is going to be on the uh, opening ben, day. Ben Boom will be there. Right. Yeah, all right. I'm not so sure when McCann's supposed to come back. I guess that means he'll play on Sunday. Well, I don't know. Is Saturday Saturday's game is an afternoon game. It's not a. They're not playing a, set, a, a night game in Boston, are they? Excellent question. I don't even remember now off the top of my head. I, for some reason, I feel like Saturday's game is an afternoon game. But that kind of makes sense, just being in Boston. I don't know. Yeah, Saturday's game is an afternoon game, but I still could see them giving. So the first day game after night game scenario is next Wednesday. They play a 2 o'clock game in Texas. So they would definitely need another catcher by then. 
but kind of could just see it. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if on Sunday, like I know that seems a little bit over the top. You played two games in three days, and now you need a day off. Yeah, maybe yeah on Sunday because Cole Irvin's going. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, uh, very good. Tubular brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free. Speaking of the Orioles, that's Gunnar Henderson. He's on the cover. Go get it before it's gone. Daddy gone. The love is gone here in a couple of weeks. Print issue of Pressbox available right now. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Um, not, I, I don't think there's any broadcast at all, but you can go down to Camden Yards tonight because tonight is Navy UMBC baseball at uh, Camden Yards, 6 o'clock for that game. I think it's like 10 bucks to get in. I think students get in for free, something like that. But I don't believe there's – maybe I'm wrong. I kept how, searching. I don't believe there's any broadcast at all for this game tonight. How strict is it going to be? Like if I just show – does it I, I, think, I think it's UMBC students. Yes, I don't think it's – or Naval Academy. I don't think it's, you know, Towson students get into the UMBC. I'm a student, man. I don't think that's the case. Uh, Maryland women's lacrosse at 8 tonight on Big Ten Network against Princeton. Uh, Mount St. Mary's lacrosse is at VMI at 4 on ESPN+. Stevenson's at home against Kane tonight at 6 on GoMustangSports.tv. Yes, that is uh, the mayor of Knoxville, Glenn Kane Jacobs, who is going they're, they're going to play a lacrosse game against him. But the problem is he, of course, <laughs> is an actual demon and will bring hellfire, and I don't know what it is that you do against that. In, a re- in, a, in that it's real a matchup, matchup. What do you think? <laughs> eleven lacrosse players against one ca- one demon from yeah. hell. I Griffin, <laughs> I don't know. I think I might like the demons' chances. Uh, the uh, high school jam fest, the uh, slam dunk contest, is seven o'clock on ESPN two. I'll take Bronny. Uh, sure, I don't even know if he's in it. TNT's got Islanders Capitals at seven thirty. Wild a- Avalanche at ten. ESPN for Mavs Sixers at 7.30, and then T-Wolf Suns with Kevin Durant playing at home at 10. Uh, the Round one of the Augusta National Women's Amateur today at 1.30 on the Golf Channel. Tennis Channel for coverage of the Miami Open. TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, just a couple new episodes of Survivor. Um, Jason Bateman's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel because he's also in that Air movie with uh, about, about Air Jordan. Um, Kevin Bacon's going to be on Fallon I have no clue what he's promoting or whatever But Kevin Bacon will be on Fallon along with Jay Farrow Adam Scott will be on Seth Myers for Party Down the Finale is this Friday night The um, season finale Okay. And then new uh, the final I've, season I've, of Riverdale I'm still watching old Party Down yeah. I'm not gonna ca- The way that I've planned it out with Succession I'm not going to get there with Party Down uh, But final it's, season. it's not a conversation show So I'm not worried about it Final season of Riverdale Sure. That's the that? one with the, the Archie. The high school. And, yes, yeah, yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian, new episode, uh, finale, season two finale of The Bad Batch, this, the, the, the animated sure. uh, Clone Wars show. Love it. Um, Apple TV Plus, of course, Ted Lasso, new episode of that. And then the big door prize, uh, series premiere with Chris O'Dowd. He lives in a town. The mysterious kind of like, just like machine pops up, which it tells you your true potential. If you and say people, so. And people are like, oh, my God, it's true. And then they okay. kind of go crazy over we'll, it. We'll, we'll just go with that. The big door prize. Pressboxonline.com slash offers is where you can get the best offers for fi- spot signing up for sports betting, including if you bet $50 with Fred right now, you get up to $1,100 in bonus Fred bets. But you have to go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. Again, pressboxonline.com slash offers in order to take advantage. Thanks today to Drew. Thanks to Mark Feinsand. Thanks to John Mioli. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Anything tomorrow? Stuff and things. Okay. Big day ahead. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, CCBC, Birdland Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. 
Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go uh, Maryland women's lacrosse. Go Mount St. Mary, Stevenson lacrosse, and Navy or UMBC baseball. Duke sucks.